I could talk to the animals Just imagine it Chatting with a chimp and chimpanzee Imagine talking to a tiger Chatting with a cheetah What a neat achievement it would be and welcome, everybody, to episode 42 of Schlockernaut, where we watch and discuss all sorts of films to include Italian animal attack films that will leave you wanting for more. Shower time, because this one's a tad on the sleazy side. Yeah, just a tad. You can check out steve52.com for previous episodes and links to support the podcast. I'm Doc. I'm joined by my fully permed and mustachioed buddy, Steve. And now, on to the show. What's up, man? How's it going today? Good. Before we get started, I got to do a quick disclaimer. Uh, my wife is going to have a baby like any time now. Like she's already having cramps in her back starting yesterday. So, so am I. Tell her to. <laughs> you're having a baby as well. So there's a, there's Sympathy a, cramps. a small chance that, uh, you know, in the near future, a show will get bumped just in case. We're going to try to pre record one. But uh, if, if there's a week delay, it's because I'm currently at the hospital with my wife. The only week delay that we're going to have is me. Is that you're a weak delay? <laughs> totally weak. Suck. Cool, man. Today we're talking about 1984's Wild Beast, which is also known. I'm gonna uh, destroy this Belve Ferrochi. Belve Ferrochi. Nice. I, I like kind of did my. You like how I rolled the R's there? Is that a Tennessee uh, rolling R? Belve Belve Ferrochi. 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 Anyway, it's unrated. It's available to stream on Amazon Prime. Uh, the tagline for this film is, there's no escape. The wild beast will get you. Mm, okay. It was released February 15th, 1984, and it was made in Italy. Italy. And this was just recently re-released by Severin Films, right? Yep. And that was also... Had a great release on that. Um, we already did a Severin. Was it The Sinful Dwarf? I believe so. Nice. Okay. All right, man. So the director of this movie, you want to start with that? Yeah, go get for it. Get all the... Uh, the particulars, if you will, out of the way. Go for it. Director is Franco Prosperi. Uh, his most famous film he ever directed was a little film called Mondo Cane. You ever heard of that? Never. Okay, so <clears throat> I don't know how I'm going to explain this. Mondo Cane is like the, um, it's a shock reality genre type film. It's kind of like the precursors to the Faces of Death movies. Um. Kind of their staples for animal cruelty. Hello. Yeah, makes sense. We're back at it again. Um, they did some, some stage scenes, but um, they would go and, and find indigenous tribes or like lost tribes and, and spend a week with them and watch them eat cattle, you know, and, and slaughter animals and turtles and what they ate. Um, they would also have like uh, nudist colonies where like old people would be exercising nude. Um, just anything strange or bizarre would be featured in the Mondo Kane Mondo Kane type films. And what was the like real to staged uh, percentage of the films? Is it like a hundred percent real? No, 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 no. It's like a well, even Face of Death is not real. Um, but they would have quite a bit of uh, you know shocking footage in there. But they would stage some stuff, you know, where kind of like reality TV show shows do today, where. Um, they were going to do it anyway, but they put in something else into the scene to make it a little bit more uh, salacious. Okay. So that's why I asked, because I think we talked about it before with Faces of Death, you're getting pretty much uh, almost all not real. In this, if someone's like killing a turtle and eating it, is it a real turtle? Like that they're Absolutely, killing? Okay, yeah. got it. Okay. Uh, um, not interested. Can I throw that out there real quick? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that, that was the uh, probably the toughest. That and something else that kind of took me by surprise. Right. Were the toughest, roughest aspects of this movie. Agreed. Um, so Lorraine DeSell, she played Laura. 
Uh, she's the genre star of Cannibal Ferro, uh, which is an um, Umberto, Umberto Lindsay film. I own that. I'll have to let you borrow it. It's one of the uh, 80s cannibal films along with Cannibal Holocaust. Um, there's another one. There's a couple other ones actually out there made by Italian directors. So and she was also in the classic uh, House on the Edge of the Park, which is a um, Ruggiero Diodato classic. I think any time I read her man, name. But I think you should really see that one. Anytime I read her name, it, it they brought up that first one you mentioned. The can, uh, not the Cannibal Holocaust. The Cannibal Faroe. Yeah, that's that was mentioned. So that must be what she's uh, most known for, I guess, right? And then uh, she's also in a movie called Damned in Venice, which I just found out about recently from some of our friends on Twitter. That little uh, nasty gif I sent you with the baby being yes. slammed up against the uh, spikes. Yeah. That was dirty, dude. It was. And they said that's like a gritty type omen film, like a rip off of the omen. So out of all the ones you just mentioned, what would be the one you think I'd like the most? Um, I would have to say, uh, like is a strange word. Um, you would be least offended by house on the edge of the park. Okay. Maybe. And then I'll start with that. Okay. Cause I write all this. If down, I remember man. right. I write if I remember everything right, Cannibal Fro, Um, I think that's the one where they actually, you can see they had to like blur out somebody's arm because they threw a monkey in, um, a monkey or a bird. I forget what it was in with an actual boa constrictor and it wasn't cooperating. So you, they had to like blur it out because the guy actually stuck his arm in there to throw it in there. It's supposed to look like natural, like this animal attacked this other animal naturally, but they were actually like throwing the animal into the snake to get yeah, eaten. For, that's, that is a huge bummer for me to see that. Uh, like I'm not okay with that forced. I, I get it in the wild. Animals do that and that's fine. That's their survival and everything, but I don't like when it's forced for uh, stupid entertainment. It, it doesn't appeal to Exploitative yeah. purposes. Yeah. That really does not appeal to this me. Is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, dude. I mean, I've had uh, horses, cats, dogs, gerbils. Um, go ahead and make your jokes now. Yeah. Guinea pigs, fish, turtle. I mean, I've had every type of animal. I absolutely adore them, and it's tough to watch. It's kind of like um, Men Behind the Sun, where they throw in the cat with the thousands of rats, which they kind of do in this movie too. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's very unnatural. Yeah. To see that happen, you know what I mean. And I, I'm not sure, like. Other than shock value, what do you get out of that? There's there's not fun to be had there for me. Like there's there's no enjoyment. Well, it's exploitation, you know? right? I mean, just the shock, it. right? That's 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 yeah, it. Shock, right? You've seen you're seeing something you've never seen before. Got it. I'm sure there's some some weird people out there that probably like it. Yeah, even in my 20s, man, I might have been totally. I mean, I loved Faces of Death back in the day. I couldn't watch a second of it now, but uh, you know, there's a time in my life where I was just like, dude, show me something different. Show me something I haven't seen. Since I've gotten older as well. I've kind of got it, gotten out of those, so I'm thinking like maybe at one point maybe we'll have a contest where I can get rid of all my shockumentary movies, if you will, because I don't have any need for them. Right. Yeah. It's just a, I think in different times of your life, different movies mean or more important to you than others. Well, you, you know, I was always trying to find the next extreme thing, and now I'm looking for more quality over, right. you know, extreme right. violence, if you will, and maybe gotten a little bit more sensitized over the years. Having children and whatnot. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. And we talked about that before we even did the podcast when we were going through these movies. Um, there's something after after having kids and, and uh, that just changed what was important to me. Like, I'm looking for more heart in my movies now. Like, I, wanna, I, want, something, I want something to value. I want something to entertain me. I want something to enjoy more than to shock me or... Uh, I don't get me wrong, man. I still enjoy a nice little jolt every now and then. Um, I like schlock for schlock's sake. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes if I, I just don't want to see anybody die, man. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> animals. Can I, or animals. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 
it's weird too, too, right? Because you're like, you said animals over people. Animals are vulnerable, dude. And it seems like whenever something horrible is being done, it's being done to them without knowledge of that type of hate, not hate, but it's really hard to explain. Animals are innocent. Let's put it to that. Animals and children. So are some people too. True. They're not, not everybody that gets murdered brutally or, you know, they're, they're not bad people True. just because they got murdered. I don't know what it is about that, man, but you know, you see, you could see Mad Max or let's say uh, Road Warrior, right? Tons of people die, but when his dog dies, that sucks, right? Why does that suck more than the 30 other people that got ran over? Because they established the relationship between Mad Max and the dog. Yeah. Not the 30 other right, the like, 30 body other, fodder yeah. guys that are there just to get run over by true, a car. True. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. There's something to animals dying that doesn't, it, uh, I don't like. You know, it, it's weird. You're right, though. I did put that above people for some reason. And it, I don't know why. So you also had um, Ugo, Ugo Bologna. Um, he's been in High Rollers, uh, Nightmare City. He's got a ton of work. Um, looks like his last film was in 1994. Zombie is Anne's father, uh, uncredited. Ton of Italian classics. Um, not really anybody else of note. I will say um, that the guy who played Rupert Berner, a.k.a. Rip, um, his name is John Aldrich. Um, he is an actual animal trainer. Dude, and it showed. This dude was fearless around those animals, and I swear to God, he almost got his head swiped off at one point in this movie where I jumped back. That, that's one of the... Uh, the uh, notes about this film that I had is that apparently he almost was decapitated by the polar bear. The bear. Dude, that's the point. It was the polar bear, bro. I actually leaned back in my seat when that happened. Like, whoa, that cannot be planned. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, he was. Uh, he would walk into cages with tigers. Um, he would hang out and like give high paws to to polar bears. I mean, it was ridiculous, dude. The and, stuff he was doing. In this and film. I thought he sold the role too. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say that the writing or the story was good, but I will say that he was not bad. He wasn't a bad actor. I thought at all, he was fine on screen. Yeah. Oh yeah. That mustache is not bad to look at either. <laughs> and his hair, that perm. He'd stare at that thing for yeah. days. Um, Louisa Lloyd played Susie. And, uh, I'm hoping she never made another film. She didn't. I looked everybody up and I couldn't find anything that I'd seen from any of the actors. So these, these were all completely new to me. Uh, music was composed by Danielle uh, Pantucci. She has 35 credits to her name. Um, not many that I would know of. Let me check to verify that to make sure. Just so I don't. I hope, she did, I hope she did the rap song. Did she do that by chance? <laughs> Bread and chocolate warrior <laughs> of the lost world man from deep river, which I wouldn't mind seeing that. That's got a great cover. Um, Turbo time Frankenstein 80. Death Played the Flute, Black Killer, The Long Swift Sword of Siegfried. A lot of cool stuff in here, man, that I wouldn't mind checking out. And you said something there that really uh, that really struck a chord with me was, I wouldn't mind seeing that. It's got a cool cover, because that's exactly how you would pick your movies pre-internet. You would walk into the movie store, you'd pick up the cover, and if they had good cover art or intriguing cover art, you rented the movie based on, or a book. Sometimes I bought books based on a cool Check it out dragon. on the internet, dude. Yep, yeah, exactly, I mean, man. So th- it's funny that we still have that like somewhere in us where it's like, yeah, cool cover. I'll check that. I'll, I'll check, check that, that out. out right? <laughs> dude, the uh, the makeup for this film was uh, provided by Maurizio Trump. I'm going to screw that one up too. Hang on. Let me verify that. Yeah. Uh, Maurizio Trani, a special makeup artist. He was known uh, for Troll 2, which is considered by some the best worst movie ever. Um, Cut and Run, 1990s, The Bronx Warriors, which has been one of my flick picks. Um, the Beyond, which is a Lucio Fulci movie. Zombie, also a Lucio Fulci. Yeah. Um, 
and I think he's just been an important part of Italian exploitation cinema. So, yeah, I I didn't write down any of those because I didn't want to tackle the names. So good for you, man. I'm proud of you. I tried. I was going to skip uh, them all. What's that? <laughs> I was going to skip them all. I wasn't going to have any of it. You want to bring us in on a spoiler alert? Uh, let's do a fake sponsor. Hit me up. Oh, you want to hit that up real yeah. fast? Hang on one second. All right. So my fake sponsor. Now you said I was able to pronounce that one. I'm going to say this episode of Soccer Not is brought to you by Tiergarten Tiergarten Strasse Zoo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It was T-I-E-R-G-A-R-T-E-N-S-T-R-A-S-S-E Zoo. That's a lot of letters. Tiergarten Strasse Zoo. The elephants say, pack your trunks, grab a crocodile's favorite drink, Gatorade, take a spot in the garage, and enjoy the bloody fun. Uh, That's better than the movie, dude. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than the tagline you read off IMDb, too. (laughs) All right, mine's horrible. Uh, brought to you by Mixmasters, draining the city's energy and causing blackouts since 1908. Did you catch that part of the movie? No, I didn't. Okay. Explain. During the blackout part, which we'll skip over because I'll, I'll do it now, but during the blackout, some lady makes this weird political rant on the subway about like, it's because all these people with their cars and their Mixmasters draining the city's yeah, power. Yeah, draining the power from Right, the, right. So I looked grid. that up because I'm like, what the hell's a Mixmaster? And that, that was the name of like original um, electric blenders. So I went down further and tried to find out when. And a we, rapper, right? The what? And a rapper. And right? a rapper, yeah, and a rapper, DJ. Mixmaster DJ. DJ Mixmaster. Uh, I went and did the research and find out that they were the first electric mixer was in 1908. So see, see how I take that that segment and everybody learns a little something today, dude. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't come up with anything better. <laughs> no, no. So I think that's uh, apropos, if you will. Of what the bad sponsor for the bad movie? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god. That speech was great. Like, all these people leaving their televisions on. And their mix masters. Yeah. I find your lack of faith in these two disturbing. If you continue to listen, your movie experience may be spoiled. All right, buddy. Jumping right into this one, man. We get some nice waterfront landscape. And it says this is actually in a, quote, northern European city, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, why couldn't they name somewhere specific? Yeah, and did you, I was trying to figure out where they uh, filmed it, because wasn't part of that uh, landscape like the Space Needle or something? No, this was filmed in Germany. Um, They had some location shots in Johannesburg, Johannesburg, South Africa. And they filmed in Rome, Italy. Okay, because I kept seeing that they had no money to film here, so they moved there. But then when I'd read there, they, they, it wouldn't come up. So I was having trouble figuring it out. Yeah, so like the majority of the movie was filmed in Germany. Uh, I think some of the scenes of the elephants were shot in South Africa. And then the tiger was in a subway in Italy. Okay, thanks for that. No worries, man. Um, I thought you got some really groovy saxophone-driven funky stuff, too. Would you like a piece of that? Please, <laughs> I know you got some. Yeah. Lean back and pretend like you're playing it like air sax right now. Got my fingers up to my lips. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know whether to like prepare for animal carnage or get my sexy time 
yeah close I, was, on I was waiting for uh for Stringfellow hawk to try to date rape his accountant during that, <laughs> during that, during that saxophone so how about i pay you with my wiener yeah. it had that that vibe didn't it <laughs> yeah it was uh and it, okay so imagine that music guys with scenes of like frothy dumpster water going you know flowing through the water um supply and then piles and piles of hypodermic needles laying around everywhere in the city streets. Yeah, it was super weird, man. And I was kind of digging it, though. I, I I didn't know what I was in store for yet, but uh, I kind of liked it. Well, th- did you notice, too, it also kept reminding us over and over again that there's a zoo in town. So you'd get a shot of dirty, crappy, um, milky-looking water, a zoo sign. And then it'd go to a pile of hypodermic needles and the same zoo sign, but up close, a little bit more personal with that yeah, zoo sign. Right. There is a zoo in this dumpster town, yeah, so be, totally, be ready. Yeah. Uh, they literally beat us over the head with that for the entire time. And um, I thought it was kind of neat, too, because they're kind of playing with your perceptions, right? I mean, do you think that's intentional, the music and what they're showing? Yeah, like I said, I, I liked it. I was like, dude, what am I getting here? Because when you read, like, when you approached me to do this, right, and you're telling me, dude, a bunch of animals go crazy from drugs and terrorize the city, I'm thinking this is going to be wacky gonzo, like dudes in ape suits, you know, like running around through oh, you know, no. through the street. They use the real animals. Right, there I didn't is know no that. Rick Baker walking around. Yeah, and I didn't get that going in. So when I'm I'm hearing the sax music, I'm thinking, man, is this going to be another just way out there, crazy, fun romp? Uh, but and it wasn't. <laughs> it totally it's, wasn't. It's a tough watch, dude. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoyed it. I, I would buy this three times. I, uh, I didn't. Um, there was parts I did enjoy, and I'll definitely make sure to pick those out. But overall, this is not a Steve movie, man. <laughs> I think everybody knows that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's closing time at the zoo, and that's when we're introduced to the uh, various uh, sundry of animals that I, I assume will be violently assaulting some human beings forthcoming. Um, but that dude, when they showed that tiger and the wild beast came onto the screen, and it had that weird like, wow, 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 wow. That's so much fun to me, man. I'd love to see that on a giant movie screen. I would be so happy. I was happy just watching it. Like I said, I didn't know yet. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit, you know? Like, I'm thinking I'm getting something wacky's coming. It's going to be cool. <laughs> it was. So apparently, though, this is when things went downhill for you because you get your first, like, shot of actual animal viscera. Yeah, right at, during And credits. they're chopping that horse's head into yeah. pieces to feed to the tiger. Yeah, it doesn't horse seem like a super expensive meal for a tiger, though? Like, it seems like you could feed them cheaper than that. Well, maybe the horse was dead anyway. Dead already, maybe. But yeah, so to set it up, it's a tiger in a cage, and there's a guy right outside the cage with a decapitated horse head, uh, and he's taking a butcher knife or some huge machete and just hacking into the head of the horse, and the horse's lower jaw is falling off and his tongue's lolling out, um, and it... It wasn't as fun as the credits, as that saxophone had, had promised. <laughs> Let me just say this, Steve. You're not the only one. I have a ton of friends who would instantly turn this off, um, which is why maybe I'll show this at my birthday party. Oh, there was, anyway. a, there was a point where I almost instantly turned it off, and we're getting there. <laughs> I can't wait, dude. <laughs> yeah, Holy crap. That's going to be a 20-minute conversation. So, yeah, let's see. Let's get up there soon. I'm going to try and guess. I, I think I know. Yeah. Anyway... <clears throat> um. You could tell it was exploitative because even when the, the person's trying to feed the tiger, the tiger's swiping his claw at the, what do you say, quarter head of horse yeah, face? Right, quarter, quarter of horse piece head, of yeah. horse face. And um, as the, the tiger's swiping at this 
horse head, they're pulling it away like, oh, almost got it. Kind of like that insurance commercial commercial where they're like, oh, we almost got it. Yeah, they're they're teasing him like a child would. Yeah. They're making the animal yeah. go crazy in the cage and, you know. But can we look at it through a different set of eyes, Steve? Can we look at this as, as movie history where we were compared to where we are today? Yeah, I, I really think in my 20s I might have really dug this. Like I would have instantly showed this to the guys. I'm not talking uh, about us personally, you narcissistic jerkwad. I'm uh, talking about society in but, general. But, they wouldn't allow this show. to happen today, man. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I, I thought you meant can I look <laughs> at this through you. a different set of eyes, not – No, not no, no. I'm too, yeah, just imagine like this would never be – I mean look at like what, six months ago they had the dog's purpose, um, um, kerfluffle where they thought the animal, the dog, was being tortured. Right. And they, it finally came out later like that dog was not in any danger at right, all. Right, right, right. At any point. Um, but, I mean, people were outraged. So imagine, like, scenes from this film getting released to, to the public before it was released in the theaters or, or on VHS. People would lose their mind now. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's not the worst of it. So, uh, yeah, we'll get there, too. Well, we're going to forge forward and report from everyone live, right? Correct. We'll get through it. And I did, during the like credit sequence, there's a there's a, a where it brings up the de- uh, director of photo- what is it called? Director of photography credit, I believe. Uh-huh. And during that credit, they were doing this camera thing where they were zooming in and out and twisting the camera on the tiger's head, and I actually like got a little bit of a, a blur, like a double eye during it, and I kind of leaned back like, "Oh, man, cuz I was watching on the computer, so it was kind of close to me." And uh that was during the director of photography credit. And I was thinking like, Oh man, like that, I already don't like photography and here's his credit. So I know who to blame <laughs> <laughs> your right there. It's like a, Oh, here's my big moment. That's where they're going to put my name at. So let me yeah. <laughs> get wacky with the camera. Yeah. It's some seriously brutal footage, man. It is. Um, and then you cut to what's his name? Air hair glazer recording some animal sounds, right? There's a blind guy with, uh, with the old school tape recorder and he's sitting there. Rec- I think he was recording the, the ambient sounds of the zoo, right? So yeah. He's, he says uh, he's going to call his, his album nature weeps. Right. <laughs> I guess if I was blind too, I'd be kind of a downer. Like, man, fuck it. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. Donnie downer. Anyway, um, that's when you meet Laura and Rupert. I think Laura is a reporter reporting about the zoo and Rupert, who they, everybody calls rip throughout the entire movie is his animal keeper animal trainer at the zoo so she's walking around with him taking pictures and whatnot um they speak to air glazer for a second um and that's when uh you notice that they spend an inordinate amount of time watching his seeing eye dog breck grab a quick drink from a leaking fountain on the ground yeah they kept showing the the troughs of the water you know that's the foreshadow the setup and, and then you got that ominous music which gave you a huge clue because literally before any of this they didn't they showed the frothy water but it didn't really indicate that it was poisoned. It looked kind of like a cityscape, just dirty water, maybe a water purification plant or something. But it didn't describe that that was actually going to the zoo as their water supply. Right. You got your blind going in. And it's weird about his name, too, because I wrote down Rupert off of my research. And then they kept calling him. At first, I thought Rick. I even took an audio sample. Rip. Yeah, yeah R.I.P. So they call him Rip throughout the movie. But I personally called him Dr. John Oates because he looked exactly like uh, yeah, sure did. Oates from Hall and Oates. So in oh, all my notes, here it's, she comes. it's all Watch Dr. Out. Oates. <laughs> yeah, he definitely looked like that dude. That well, you was know, I'll, I'll, pull a, 84, right? I'll try to pull a side by side and put that in Slack when the show's over. Okay, cool. Um, but then at this point, Rip wants to, to hit the tiger cage. I guess he's got something he's going to, he's having some sort of issue. What we find out later is he needs to remove a, 
a baby tiger from the mother tiger. Um, but he can't get in because uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The locks to the cage are on the um, they're on the what do they call that? What locks? The locks to the cage. Remember, he can't get into the cage because the locks aren't working right. Oh, that electronic get, locks. Then they have some. But kind they're of on setup. the uh, the what are they called? The locks are on the Fritz. I'm, I'm drawing. Oh, on the Fritz. Is that what you're going for? <laughs> Which is the the name of the guy who is in control of the locks on the cage? Oh, you're right. That's good, dude. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, good catch, man. Good catch. <laughs> good catch. Oh God, you suck so hard. Sometimes. Oh, was that a setup? <laughs> I, I thought you really didn't know. You haven't learned yet, dude. Don't I know. expect I me to like, answer. Since you, like, you just word tips or yeah. hints, like when I ask this, say Fritz, right. for God's sakes. Right. <clears throat> anyway, the security guy actually helps him manually unlock the doors, which he does. And, uh, dude, that dude, Rip, walks right into that cage with that tiger without any protective. Like, there's a couple of guys on the out- exterior with guns to protect him, but he just waltzes right in that place. But, dude, whatever they, whatever drugs they gave that tiger, I felt horrible. Like, it was convulsing um, horribly. It, that, wasn't, that wasn't a training maneuver it, as far yeah, as I showed that to my, I showed that to my wife, and I said, what do you think? And she's like, well, that's definitely not CGI. That, that animal is actually going into seizures. Yeah, And you feel bad, bad because— I felt horrible. You, you feel like you're watching something you should not be watching. Right. I'm pretty sure that that was just some kind of narcotic or a drug or sedative that, that caused that tiger to do that, and that's—yeah, uh, it sucked. On the plus side, though, let me turn it around a little bit. Uh, the silver lining to this is the dubbing reminded me of a kung fu movie, and I love kung fu movies. So I, I, I don't think <laughs> it was that bad, really. I'm saying that as a positive. Uh, the dubbing in kung fu movies is part of the uh, is part of the is part of the greatness of it. It's not a, you know it's not a bad thing. So for me, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I didn't think the dubbing was that bad, man. It was off. Like it was dubbed English to English. Speaking English, yeah. yeah, but it was off like by seconds. I think. I thought this was kind of weird. Like, um, so the doctor who has now basically sedated the tiger, the the ma- mama tiger, and she's convulsing. He picks up the mama tiger's baby and calls it the little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> like, Does this guy have any cooth at all, man? Has he got anything yeah. nice to say about anybody? Yeah, but he was a likable character. Uh, I mean, other than the date rape and the other stuff that was going on, he was still um, he was cool. I thought, like, he seemed like an in charge type guy. You know, very confident. He also like. He also like rubs the nipple of the mama mama tiger and says like, "Oh, this baby tiger wants to bite the nipples, not suckle." Yeah. Oh, was that anyway. the point? Was he taking the baby out because of that? Yeah, I think because so, gotcha. he was causing the baby was causing damage to the mother or whatever. Okay. Gotcha. So anyway, um, this is the point where I'm pretty sure you did not enjoy, and I did not either. And I showed it to my wife just to verify I wasn't going crazy. Wait, if it's the um, point you think of, we're I'm not even close to there yet on my notes. <clears throat> the girl who's okay. getting dressed. So before that, before that, uh, they do a shot. I want to fill in here. They do a shot of the uh, security room at the zoo, and holy shit, was that Jurassic Park or what, dude? It was like yeah, the most high Jurassic tech. Park. <laughs> it looked like the the uh, police station because the police police station's. Uh, Surveillance area was exactly the same. Right, right. I wrote that down later too. It looked, you know what it looked like? The bridge of the Enterprise with like those buttons and shit. Yeah, that's NASA. Yeah, I wrote down NASA for the cops one too. That's funny, dude. Okay, so that, I thought that was funny, and I actually had a good time with that. And then we get to but the damn computers are always on the fritz. Uh, I, I, appro- I approve of that of that wordplay. <laughs> but yeah, right. so the next part you were just about to talk about, um, I I debated, and I think you did too, of even bringing it up. 
and I had made a bunch of notes about it and questions to ask you. Dude, this is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. I actually scratched out all my notes, all of it, because I had a bunch of stuff to talk with you about. And before we even spoke, I was like, you know what? I'm not even, I'm not even going to call attention to this. Um, so I scratched it all out and wrote in big caps, not okay. That, that was my whole take on this next scene. Not okay. So you don't want to talk about it? No, I do. I think it needs to be addressed because it's it's there and we'd be remiss not to. Okay. Um, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, well, maybe she just appeared. Okay. So basically, it's a girl waking up and getting ready for dance class or whatever she was ballet, doing. Ballet school. Yeah. And as she gets up, her shirt's completely open, exposing her breasts. She's probably 12. Yeah. No way she's not even, okay. Dude. Not, no way she's even close to. I, at first, I thought, well, maybe I'm just crazy. Uh, and then. Later on in the movie, when she's in her uh, Leo or whatever they call those things, she looked even younger. Like 10. I was like, that is not okay. Yeah. And that's on Amazon Prime, everybody. And, it, and you know, it's a horrible shot, too, because it starts with a super close-up of her torso, not her head or anything. So it's a super close-up of the torso that pans out, and then you see what it was closed up on. And look, dude, this isn't like Quigley in, in a baby doll dress or a cheerleader outfit, right? Like... This is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a child. Like this yeah. was this was not cool, not okay. And at this point, if that would have like been a theme of the movie, if that would have happened again, I would have turned it off. And I would have just said, "Dude, I'm sorry. I, I that's it." Dude, I wouldn't have blamed you. I'd right. never seen this before either. You got to remember that. Oh, no, no, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying if this yeah. was if that continued, uh this this to me was like I forgot I, about the horse head but, and the tiger. You know, I started thinking about though in in Europe, in, exactly. nudity is yeah. a lot. Yes, you're right different than it is here in the states but i have been raised my entire life in the united states so it's different here no i thought the same thing i tried to give it an out too i was thinking look different culture right you, you go to like maybe uh, beaches on in in italy or france and maybe it's a whole different scene but that does not the way the scene was set up with that close-up this was not incidental nudity bro this wasn't like nudity is not a big thing she's walking through the room or she's getting dressed this was a close-up on a bed laying down um, that is, I actually said, bring back the animal seizures. Right, right, <laughs> right. There's a difference, like I said. It, now, I think you're going a little too far into it. I don't think it was that sensational. It was like she woke up and threw on her shirt real fast. It didn't focus in on that or anything like that. Uh, almost like it was unintentional to me. I, I, I didn't think it like it had focused in on it, but it was long enough to know that you should have edited that out. Right. I disagree because the camera started on a torso without her head or, or, or legs, so you don't know what you're fully looking at that that makes that the focal point of that scene that's and that's not incidental like i said so I, yeah i, I just yeah, it, was, anyway. it was shitty bro yeah so again i didn't we didn't want to call too much attention to it because it's not even cool that it's a thing uh but we got through it it doesn't happen again in the movie so i'm gonna erase it from my memory and, and we'll and we'll barrel on i can't believe it's on amazon prime okay. anyway her incessant banter as she talks to herself was killing me i her character just could have never been in this film, and I would have been fine with it. Dude, what about that buzzing uh, the whole time she was narrating? Yeah. The door was buzzing the whole time. Yeah, it was like, like somebody was at constant. the door. Um, she had to go meet with the ball buster, but like somebody was like, come on outside, but she's talking to her mom on the phone. No, she was recording a message for her mom. Her name is Susie, by the way. Right, everybody. Susie. Here's what y'all set it up. Susie, <laughs> after she gets addressed, um, she pushes record. Actually, she pushed play, not record, which... I, I double checked that. So she pushes yeah. play on a recorder and she's leaving her mom a recorded message. 
um, because her ride to ballet school is at the door and the, the ride is just constantly buzzing and she narrates for a good, you know, 50 seconds, I don't know, 30 to a minute. And the whole time the buzzer's going off in the background. If, if someone did that to me, dude, I would open that door and chop them in the neck for that. Just <laughs> that would have drove me insane. Punch. It's also kind of what happens when we start recording the show. Like my house is completely quiet and, and empty until we record. And then doorbell, fax machine, uh, fireworks. Dude, I told you what last <laughs> week we recording, I had a sign on the doorbell and on the door. Do not ring doorbell. Do not knock on door. The bug guy came. Sprayed the house and then knocked on the back slider, which is ten feet away. From <laughs> Are you joking me Dude, right now? I mean, we're re- we're night recording again, and since we've been recording tonight, uh, you probably couldn't hear it because of our new mics, the noise canceling mics. But my fax machine went off, which goes off once every three months, and the fireworks. Neighbor, the neighbor started doing fireworks just yeah, since we started. You have all the fireworks going off. That's yeah, great, man. So. I told you about the the guy behind me hasn't had landscaping done in eighteen years. And we were recording two months ago, and they had a full crew out there cutting down all his paw. Yeah, we had to stop recording. We had to edit on that one, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But the, the the listener would never know because of some ace audio uh, editing after the show. Done, done by me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you do stellar work. I appreciate right. it. <clears throat> but anyway, she heads out of the house, and that's when you get back to uh, Breck and that seriously depressing blind guy walking home, and they pass... Uh, two lovers making out in a car. Yeah, did you hear what the chick said when he walked by? <laughs> no, like she's like oh, he doesn't see us. Yeah, she said stop. <laughs> I think he's looking at us. And the dude's the dude's walking by with a blind guy stick and a and a seeing eye dog. <laughs> I hope he doesn't see us. He's got, <laughs> he's got dark glasses on and everything. But yeah, she did. She said that, and I kind of got a chuckle out of that. that Dude, funny. it's funny too because she kept saying no, but Carl was like, yes, yes. Yeah, he's a total creep. Anyway, um, they're doing their pre-fornication fondling, and that's when rats begin to ooze out of the sewer grates, which I would assume if the water's going through the water supply, that would be the first um, level of attack. They would get infected first, right? I was totally cool with the rat scene. I really liked the – actually, out of all of them, I think they blew their water early, man, because this, to me, was the most fun of the whole movie, was the whole the rats okay. and the uh, lovers. I'm going to explain. Uh, those rats were white rats. Did you notice they had painted them black? I did. And some of them were still white on the belly, like when they were picking them up, like hot. And then, um, so, I think um, they, they were monster rats, too. They were enormous. Huge. But then, you see them, like, going up towards the um, the car itself with the two levers inside. But nothing actually happens at this point. Um, and then it cuts to Laura on the phone at the vet center. And I thought that was really neat because there's like beakers and flasks and animals scattered all over the place. Mm-hmm. A lot of good production value there. Um, but then we learned that there's a love uh, rip is smitten with Laura. But at, at this point, she's not having any of this. She's trying to play a little hard to get, right? Yeah, but he's like slapping her butt and kissing her and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe it's just at the zoo, she's trying to, to remain professional. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, but maybe after work, that's when they get their freak on. I don't know. It didn't seem like it, though, because when he dropped her off, he went in for the kiss and she denied him in the car, too. Because they're not off property yet. No, he was dropping off to her house. Okay. Yeah, so that's I, right. I, I, didn't, I didn't really get if, they, if that was like him just constant, if they were actual lovers or if that was just a work relationship that he was, that was kind of their fun. Well, later banter. on in the movie, she sure relied on him. That's true. Yep. 
But anyway, so you see a little bit of that, but then it cuts back to the rats. And for some reason, a cat just happens into a pile of a, a billion rats. Yeah. And um, at the same time, the kitten's being destroyed outside. The kitten's being destroyed in the car as well. Nice, dude. <laughs> He's slaying it. <laughs> <clears throat> two two kittens are getting slayed right now. Um, but, dude, the rats just violently attacked that cat, dude. It was crazy. Yeah. I don't know if, like, one-on-one, they don't feel so confident, but you get a gang of rats, and now all of a sudden they're super, super hyped. Right. You think you could beat up, like, like 20 12-year-olds if they all jumped on you at the same time? It'd be tough. If, right? Maybe they might be able to overpower you with just sheer mass. Who knows? But it just goes to show also, like I was talking about earlier, we've come a long way when it comes to animal protection. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that was really unsettling. But then um, the fella in the car, for some reason, decides to do like a man spread, and he <laughs> opens the car door up. No, she tells him. She says it's too cramped in here, and he's like, he's like he opens it so that she could put her leg out or something. <laughs> And that's when all the rats enter into the shagging wagon. Right. And dude, that was a creepy ass scene with the rats just smattered all over the windshield. And I loved it. They're just all over the car, just yep. eating the hell out of those people. I thought it was great. I thought this scene was it was excellent. It was creepy. Um, it made me it made me not, not not shiver, but it was like that type of that type of like yuck, you know, like sc- not scary. I don't. Did know you know? It. Okay, so even if you're bitten, like you survive, there's still just think all the nasty ass germs and that bite and shit. You know, it was, I mean, some of them were fake rats, and they were pretty obviously fake that were, like, attached to them, which is fine. You know, that's fine. It still right. looks I mean, good. You gotta, I mean, you can't throw live rats Well, on But they were. That's what I was getting at. They were also <laughs> chucking live rats from the back seat to the front seat to get them off of them, and they were doing, like, little cartwheels in the air. <laughs> and it was like a little popcorn dude, machine of rats. All the time. I think at some point they were actually throwing rats on them. Too. What, dude, what about the stomping of the rat? That that bothered me later. Oh, on later on? Yeah, yeah that, we'll that get to that here okay. in a second. But um but I thought that this scene of the movie was great. I thought that the the um carnage looked really good. The blood looked great. Um I loved the aftermath of it, of the way the bodies looked after the rats um mauled them and I, I was really cool with it. I thought it was a great scene. I agree. Later on when they throw them in the back of the um El Camino hearse or whatever, it was Really Those rats cool, right? did some damage. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. So, I, I was like I said, I you know there was highs and lows for sure. I this wasn't me just folding my arms and and uh, you know and huh, not going to like anything. You know, like I thought that was great. Well, all I know is uh, Fritz is more concerned with his smut filth magazine than he is with uh, zoo security because while he's um, looking at the mag- magazine, the the porno mag seems like just various alarms are blaring all over the place. And then, um, but unfortunately he couldn't hear that because you had, um, I forget what I named them. There was the two loudmouth zookeepers who were playing cards right next to him. Yeah. I called him uh, initially leathery and beardy because one of them looked like he had a face of uh, like a baseball mitt. Nice. And the other one just had like a ridiculous beard. The other one had a cool name. I wrote it down somewhere too because it was Fritz and somebody and I can't remember it. So I'll try to remember. I have their names later. So. Um, but it's funny because Leathery is angry about the technology because he thinks that all those computers have taken their jobs. <laughs> yes, he said it like, all these damn computers have taken our jobs. We could have been doing this on our own. And now we got nobody working at the zoo. And I thought of South Park immediately. <laughs> and I told you. They took our jobs. They took our jobs. They took your jobs. That was him. That was totally <laughs> it's him. him. It's him. All these computers, they took our jobs. Yeah, and I kind of got the. This was the first of a couple like really thinly not well done political statements um, in the movie. I thought. Oh, you think there was some in there? 
I think that they tried. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't done well. They they weren't explained. They weren't. Uh, well, it's kind of hard to push a political message down your, you know, into your brain when you just watch somebody stomp a cat, or, right, you know, right. a, a live animal but to you death. Get, you get this thing, this little rant about computers. Then you get a rant about um, about pollution, and then you get a rant from the lady about uh, about electricity, right, ruining everything. And I, I think that there was some really thinly ill ill ill. Mm, what's the word? Steve. Yeah. The message of this movie is we're the wild beasts. Bingo. Mind blown. Hold on, dude. Let me get close to the mic to tell you what I think about that. That's what I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think about that message. <laughs> That's good. Uh, the alarms start going off again because the computers are on the... <laughs> No, no, that's good. That's really good, dude. So anyway. Two thumbs up on that joke, dude. I'm going to fucking use it all night. I hope it's all Um, over the place. Beardy goes down to calm down the uh, cats. um, Because uh, I don't know why. Anyway, he's just super overconfident. He's like, hey, Kimba, it's all right. Easy there. And these alarms are going crazy. Um, so he's trying to calm down these damn cats, and then he gets knocked down by a pachyderm, who I think knocks down a wall and knocks him over. Yeah, that's, knocks him out. That's the first of, uh, of of many pachyderms that knock out the power somewhere. Like that, they bust through a wall, they knock him down or smash him, and they knock over a pole that cuts the power to the um, NASA level security system at the zoo, and that's how all the rest of the animals get out because the elephant knocked over the power line. Dude, and when that elephant just like. Those three elephants cracked down that wall and started effing S up. Yep. I was giddy. Me too. Loved it. Thought it was great. I liked watching them just get through the wall. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Dude, they did all sorts. I mean, they were causing uh, traffic accidents. They were causing planes to crash. Yep. I mean, yep. I don't know if they were elephants or God, Gojira. <laughs> Godzilla. Nice. Gojira. Um, they knock over. That's like you said. They knock over the first electrical tower, which kind of... Um, Puts the, puts the Beardy machines on the Fritz. Shuts, yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm going to use it. <laughs> so Fritz has got to get to work. Um, and then all the cages in the zoo open up. But only apparently only like four different types of animals escape because I never saw a peacock. I never saw an aardvark. I never saw um, a seal. I never you, saw... You didn't see the non-killing animals as a problem, the non-predators. I mean, dude, how, how terrifying would that be if you have like duck-billed platypuses going around? <laughs> Not at all. Like a parrot? Or a parakeet, gnawing at your face. No, nah, I think they stuck with the big, the big dogs, man. The stuff that would uh, frighten people and kill people. I took a quick note of what we shot or what we got shot: uh, elephants, cheetahs, lions, cougars, tigers, sloths. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, we're not included. Sloths <laughs> were not mentioned or shown. Or maybe they're still <laughs> slowly climbing out of the cage. Who knows? Dude, I swear to God, I put John Oates doppelganger yes! rip. Okay, washes cool. his nasty body and talks to himself in the shower. Oh, dude, no kidding. So you get a shower scene with uh, John Oates, and the phone is ringing while he's in the shower, and he's talking to the phone like, "I'm coming, just a second. And I thought it was <laughs> the door. I thought it was the doorbell because I was thinking just like the other chick that was yelling, you know, at the buzzer. And when he gets out of the shower, he answers the phone. <laughs> I was like, "What? I'm on my way. Hang in there, <laughs> dude. I talk to my phone all the time. Like you're calling. I'm like, motherfucker, not Steve. this guy again. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That was funny. We just talked to him two days ago. I'm glad you caught that though, because I thought that was funny too, man. Um, 
And that's when Inspector Braun calls him from the scene of the pesticide. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. You're on fire tonight, buddy. I try. Yeah. Um, God, what's the joke I wrote here? Oh, how do you how do you uh, save a drowning rat? How? Mouse to mouse resuscitation. <laughs> you suck, dude. <laughs> Stick with Fritz. <clears throat> Stick to Fritz, dude. All right. So in the background, while Inspector Braun is talking to Rip, you see the fire department hosing down those Mises, dude. No, they burned them first. Right? No, they're trying to hose them down. Um, and they're just literally getting slammed all over the windshield of the car. They're getting beat up all over the place. And I think that's when Rip must have told, told the inspector, hey, water doesn't fix that problem. You need to burn those little son of a bitch. Yeah. Yep. Because then later on, you get that. But anyway, I thought it was a bit mean to just see them getting slammed all over the place by those. You know those water uh, hoses have very high pressure. Yeah, and do most fire trucks carry a flamethrower as well? I was unaware of that. Well, why. yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta start fires to fire to, them to put them back out because they they pull it. It was the exact same hose they were squirting water out of. Now it has fire, like a big fire hose full of fire. Just it's like the exterminator things. showed up. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny about that scene too is they they when uh, Rip shows up, he says um, it must have been the gas in the sewer that made him come out. Uh, let's let's burn them. Get the fire. <laughs> Good yeah. idea, Dick. Well, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, a lot of not, a lot of gas. <laughs> Fire up the flamethrower, dude. <laughs> let's do it. Burn them up. Uh, yeah, bad idea, dude. So anyway, they are squeaky clean. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, at this point, they're able to remove the uh, nod corpses of the two levers. Um, dude, you got some really nice gore from that man. Excellent. Like their cheeks were totally—you could see into their mouth cavities and. Their faces were all jacked up. Of course, I often think that that's just a reason to not have like a um, <clears throat> a cast of somebody's face. If you just make the face all look fucked up, then uh, it worked for me, dude. I thought that was uh, top notch. I, I thought it was great. Just, oh, dude, I was uh, my inner gorehound was completely satiated so, by that. But di- didn't you? For me, I don't know if you agree or not, but I thought that they this was the pinnacle. I don't think that they did it better after that. Like this, that was. <laughs> Some other stuff that I had a lot of fun with, better not, not gore wise per se. Gore wise, better than that? <clears throat> I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think so either. Um, Fritz is back at the animal prison looking for Beardy, um, which I think his real name was Wolfgang, um, and that's Wolfgang, when he stumbles upon is. Leathery, whose uh, his actual name was Mueller, and he's dead, and his eyes are just bulging out. So yeah. I didn't really know what happened to him, but. I thought the greasy strangler got to him. That big Ronnie got in there. Yeah, choked no. him out. <laughs> Those eyeballs were both uh, not eaten yet, so I yeah. would say not, not so. It looked cool. I thought that looked cool too. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, but then Wolfgang and Fritz then get violently attacked by carnivorous cats. Right. And that's when I say that the stuntmen earn their paychecks for that dude because that shit looked dicey as hell. Dude, any time that the animals. So here's another flaw of the movie. This happens through the whole movie for me. Um, they would do a close-up on an animal roaring, then a close-up of a person screaming, and then a close-up again of the person screaming, the actor with the camera moving in, and then back out and then twisting. And then you would cut to uh, a, an animal handler, a stuntman, wrestling with an actual animal. And that, that same... That was used for all the animal attacks. Screaming, You got animal, awesome screaming, edits. Animal. You would get, like, animals and human humans, like, engaged in combat that would be clamping down, biting on their arms, right. um, rolling around. You would see sometimes... <clears throat> the animals would have, or the uh, animal trainers would have to get the 
the cats engage, like smack them around a little bit to like, hey, we're playing right now because sometimes they look disinterested. But pretty yeah. crazy stuff, dude. Anytime that the animal handlers or the stuntmen were with the animals, that looked like you said dicey is the perfect word because I was like, Ooh. Like, dude, I would not be doing that if I was you. That type of feeling. Although sometimes the close close ups look like Muppets as well. Well, the the close ups I didn't like were the the stock ones of an animal growling because they would just have a stock, you know, like a, a tiger roaring. That obviously That's wasn't part of the part magic of, of the editing, though, man. You have to have that in order to to fill out the entire scene. Yeah, but I think it was overused. It was done on all every animal attack was stock footage, stock actor screaming, then the tussle. And I just, I would have liked to seen it mixed up in a different way, I guess, at some point. I, I would say my biggest uh, letdown from this whole thing is sometimes the attacks seem to go on a little bit too long. I didn't, I, that didn't occur to me. I did have a cut, though, for when uh, when that dude came in and saw Fritz. Oh, cool. Can I give you a, uh, do you actually know what a cheetah's favorite meal is? Cheetah's favorite meal? No. Fast food. You dick. I was thinking you were going to educate me. Like, I thought you were going to like, oh, you would think it would be a gazelle, but actually it's a, you know. I think, like oh, hardbark. Yeah, like something cool. And you got me. Dude, good one. Fast food. Okay. It, 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 give me that clip. They've killed Fritz. They've killed Fritz. That's for you, Aaron. <laughs> Wizards, 1977. That's the first thing I thought of, though, when he came in and saw Fritz dead. They killed Fritz. They killed Fritz. All right, man. Um. And that's when it cuts to Laura, who for some reason went to a boring ass symposium of of uh, professors speaking about exactly what's happening right now <laughs> at this moment. No, and and it, it, that was another political statement of like animals by nature are, are are wild, and you can't control them. And eventually, I was like, dude, what? what? All right, move PCP along. and their water supply will drive them insane. Move along. They yeah. will want to eat you all, and there's no way we can control that. Like, They're animals. Basically, any time an animal wasn't attacking a human in this movie, I don't, I, I, there was nothing going on. Like, there was no point to most of the dialogues, most of the interactions between the cops and, and Dr. Oates. Um, it was very, it was very unmemorable, too, because I watched it twice, and I barely remembered any of it on the second watching. Really? Barely, dude. Yeah, barely. I remember the animal parts. I remember all that stuff. Normally, I don't re- retain a lot, but man, I... I recall a lot of this one. Nah, this one for me was pretty much re- in and out, dude. Do you recall Susie's um, squeaky animal? Yeah, I do. Ah! Yes, I recall that. That's. <laughs> I do. I thought it was her making that voice for the animal, but when when Laura steps on it later, it does that same sound. No, they even put a. Uh, she was squeezing it. It was a squeeze toy. They showed her squeezing. Yeah, it. Yeah, but I thought that was Laura, Susie oh, doing that with her mouth. Mommy. Got it. Got it. Got it. But then when Laura stepped on it later, it was like. Ah! So what, what what Doc's describing isn't obvious. It was an attempt at a jump scare. Um, the mom calls to check on the daughter when the when the I'm sorry the daughter calls the mom when the mom answers. The daughter squeezes a squeeze toy into the receiver of the phone. It's extremely loud. The the cut is loud and it it was a like I said a, a jump scare moment. A loud sound. It's jarring yeah. for sure. And that chick she was like Laura needs to come pick up Susie because Susie records and Susie's on time all the time and Laura knows that Susie needs to be picked up and be fed. So yeah, Laura Susie's exposition was really weird, wasn't it? Ah! Starting with that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, dude, what is happening right now? Yeah. I, had, I had no idea what that character was supposed to be or what was wrong with her. I think, she, was she special? No, no, I, I think she was just, uh, you know, they had to, the twist at the end, you know, they had to introduce the kids. Oh, well, they did. Yeah. The twist. 
But again, dude, I mean, you're kind of backing up what I'm saying, like that, that little, um, the interview she went to that was explaining nothing in a museum, these talks between her and her daughter, they didn't add anything to me. Like they, it, even the cop and Dr. Oates didn't add anything to me. I, I didn't have a character that I was rooting for or, or that I cared about or that I knew their motivations. Like it was just get me to the next animal killing. Um, basically that's the purpose, the porpoise of exploitation. <laughs> I should have made a chart of good and bad jokes. Dude. <laughs> you're winning right now though. You're on the plus side on these good and bad jokes, dude. You're, you're in uh, there. That's when, okay. So it cuts from that. Now you have, uh, the fire department was shooting them with water. Now the exterminators move in. They're torching the live, live rats with flamethrowers. These are not dummies. These yeah. are actual rats being burnt alive. Yep. And it's tough to watch. I laugh because that's how I deal with uncomfortableness is with, trying to process it through comedy but it was tough to watch dude yep that smell must have been terrible on set too couldn't have been good yeah like the guy from craft services was like nobody's coming over and having the yeah. bologna sandwiches i don't get dude i've smelt hair burning a ton because uh back in when i was a, a teacher at air school they would teach the girls how to use the hot irons and, and they, they would, would hold it on too long fry the hell out of someone's hair it is gross dude yeah it's terrible yeah. i used to burn my nose hairs is that weird yeah why? No reason. <laughs> so anyway. <clears throat> oh, that was a joke set up? I'm waiting for like the punchline on that. The literally <laughs> have nowhere to go um, as they burn to death. But those resilient bastards start fighting back and they actually attack one of the scientists who yeah. are trying to collect some of them as samples. They get one down. Like somehow they got <laughs> into his head. They didn't even start at his feet. <laughs> all on his head. So yeah, um, for some reason, then it cuts real fast to Wolfgang trying to use the phone, but he doesn't make it. I didn't understand that. No. Um, and then the, <laughs> it cuts again to the blind guy at his house playing terrible, terrible music. And I believe that Breck was not contaminated by PCP. He was infuriated by the blind guy's choice of song. Dude, dogs have sensitive hearing, bro. And I, I almost rooted for the dog at that point. <laughs> um. That music was garbage, yeah. and its punishment is canine death. <laughs> so I, I kind of did. I did like that scene, though. Um, I mean, I know dogs are trained well, so that like that I get. And I love German shepherds. I think they're beautiful dogs, super smart. Um, the music was horrible, and the dog killing the dude to that music worked for me. I liked that. Uh, that killing was good because <clears throat> you're kind of like rooting for the dog, like fuck that guy in that right? song. <laughs> right. But think about how terrifying it is to have. Okay, there's two scenarios here. Um, you have the bond between a working dog and its human, which is um, almost unbreakable, right? That's terrifying. And then you have the fact that he can't see where the attack is coming from. Right, right. At all. Double horrific. Yeah. No, I liked it. This was another scene that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but then Rat uh, Rip goes back to the zoo searching for Fritz and everybody else. And he basically has a flashlight, which is a bad sign. Because he is not prepared for what is going to happen here. They've killed Fritz! They've killed Fritz! Is that what's happening? What is that from? Uh, Wizards, 1977, the cartoon. The animated one that Aaron keeps trying to tell me to watch? Yeah, that's it. I think we should do that. Totally. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. And I'm a little bit embarrassed by it. It's got a, a following for sure. Let's do it. Okay, dude. I got a question about this scene, though. So he does go in and, and you know sees the carnage done to the um, employees of the zoo. When you, okay. put yourself in his shoes, when you come across a half-eaten corpse, do you stop and check for a pulse? 
Of course, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, when the dude is hey, listen, your guts are completely gone, and your brain is hanging out of the back of your head. His legs Two were gone to the inside of your neck. <laughs> his legs were gone. His whole torso was hollow. He leaned over and put his fingers on the guy's neck. <laughs> I got a little chuckle out of that dude. <laughs> It'd be nicer if he had like placed his lips over that guy's lips and like breathe breathe in, and you would see his like lungs expand <laughs> outside of his rib cage. What do they like call that? Balloon? The mother's breath or something? When your kid's choking, <laughs> give him the mother's <laughs> breath. <laughs> God. That's good, dude. We do get a pretty cool little. Little jump scare there with the uh, tiger or lion mm. smashes at him at the cage. That was kind of cool. Uh, so so kind of overused. They did a lot of the uh, tigers and lions roaring close up on the camera, so that got a little like less effective to me the longer the movie went. I'd say. I just think that lion just wanted to munch on that sweet perm. Dude, what a cool looking lion too, man! Lions look majestic as shit, aren't they? Just mm-hmm. like damn, they. All look the good. animals in this movie look like they were well taken care Dude, of. Dude, that cheetah sure. was beautiful, man. Really nice looking. And then at the uh, raft, they blew them all up in a car <laughs> to celebrate the film. <laughs> they let the elephants stomp the rest of the animals <laughs> for the <Yay>! finale. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, that's when Rip reports the situation to the police of what's actually happened. Um, and that's when you get a quick cut of some cars being smashed off the road by the elephants who are running through intersections, which yeah. I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. And like that, nobody could just put it in park real fast. I mean, they're driving so fast. I think I think that's when you get that um what I wrote down then the police dispatch uh, NASA control room, control room, right? Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Like with the phones and the lights and the the clear like the dispatch room had the clear boards like on Battlestar Galactica or Star Trek or Star Wars where they would like, had, like draw people's out the locations plans. exactly where they were at when they phoned oh, in and so shit. Good, dude. Telephones were like 16 stacked on top of each other with wires hanging out everywhere. It was really cool. What's even better is like everybody's dead at the zoo, but Rip still can go to the lab and do some workups on the blood. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah. Oh. oh, and I found out the acidity, acidity level of their blood is super high. Yeah, that dude had the quickest turnaround time of, uh, of yeah, forensic you know. evidence ever in the history of police work, dude. It's just some scientific mumbo-jumbo bullshit, too, dude. It's so bad. But oh, I enjoyed God. like the, those parts of the movie I liked, man. I I was cool with. But then I, I thought this was really neat. There was uh, loads of footage of just scared people using large banks of telephones to call people. <laughs> that was great, man. I love You that, actually got to stop the presses moment, too. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah, dude. They do a what, – what's the dude from um, Perry White? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop the, the presses. presses. <laughs> we, we need to put a new uh, cover on the newspaper. But they, we've already printed it, and they just th- show them throwing the news. You know, that's somebody who has like a friend who works down at the local newspaper. <laughs> they got to throw something in there, dude. They, they totally did a close up of a dude with his big fat old man thumb smashing a red stop button, like on the wall. <laughs> stop the presses! Oh, stop the presses! So they've good. been effectively stopped. Yeah, that was great, man. Uh, then you get like carnage shots of all the accident victims, um, which brings us to our next setup, which is basically two people stuck in their car who are being assaulted by the snaky, slimy elephant snouzers. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, they were like little slimy hands. It was like coming in and smacking their faces. Uh, Dude, so one of them literally pulls a chick out of the car, and the other one like chokes a dude to death. And then he stomps her out. Dude, that elephant just takes his big old trash can paw, <laughs> which you know in terms of what it was. They took like one of those uh, elephant paws that have been made into trash cans and just like lowered it onto her face like oscar the grouch's uh <laughs> trash can getting smashed down 
Oh my god, dude! I thought it was great, and it made a it made the um, I'm sure it was like celery sticks being broken, you know. But it was like, like right when he steps on her head. Yeah, I thought the elephants were acting a little snooty. (laughs) That's going in the good column, buddy. That's going in the plus side. (laughs) I thought, dude. I thought again, though. I thought they did a great job editing the film. Uh, to get the the, the exact effect right. they wanted, man, because yeah, that that's not one. as easy as you think it is. Yeah, because that could have looked freaking terrible. Yeah, but and I, and I think I had more fun with like the rats in this one um, because you didn't get that 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 uh, that tussle with the with the stunt man and the close ups that you got on the on the cat kills. So these were fun. I liked them. Loads of fun. Yeah. So you know what they say though about. Uh, working with animals. Let me get my pen. All right, go ahead. Tell me. Uh, in show business, you never want to work with animals or Steve. That's going in the bad column, just so you know. And yet here I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually animals and children. But anyway. Right. <clears throat> um, um, what happens next? Uh, then you get uh, then you get a, a like a montage of fire trucks and amber lamps rolling out <laughs> and guys friendly answering phones again. So you get the same thing. Oh man, I I didn't pull my montage clip for that. I guess we're gonna have to skip. Gonna that. have a montage. Oh, here, here, here. Your best around. No, I'm never gonna keep it down. Your best around. No, I'm never gonna keep it down. So we do get a montage. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, and that's when Rip and the inspector respond to a cheetah attack. Um, that's already happened, but of course the cheetah's gone because he didn't want to get spotted. That's going in the plus column too, dude. You're on fire tonight, man. I'm so proud of you, dude. Great. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Oh, that's great. But then it's really cool because you get that shot of that freaking gorgeous animal prowling through a city street. And just that alone is worth the price of admission because well, that was a hard that was a hard shot to get, dude. It wasn't only that though. He actually chased down that chick in the VW in the convertible um bug, right? Dude, well, you get to that, but just seeing a cheetah working through an urban or right. just walking through an urban landscape is just completely mind-blowing, right. dude. It's really weird. And this is all at night. We should say that, too. It's shot really dark as well. But this whole thing yep. has happened at night. It, it looked great, and the cheetah was beautiful, and I really it liked the cool, chase. cool, dude, because he was perceiving the mannequins as threats because yep. he's never seen a mannequin before. But then you get the innocent lady in her VW bug, which breaks down, which miraculously starts up when it gets attacked by a cheetah. Right. Did you it, see that? Yep. Yeah, like class, she's like, damn it, trope, it's all dude. broke down. Yeah. The cheetah comes over, she's like, turns the key, burp, 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 yeah. starts right up. Yeah, like, I thought it was great. I thought the uh, whole chase, I thought uh, chasing her down the street, the cheetah chasing a car uh, was just amazing. It looked. You think great. that car runs on terror? Mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go bad column on that one, dude. You wrap it no, back no, I just that was a serious question. Oh, I thought it was more like Fred Flintstone. Like she put her feet out the bottom and <laughs> jammed, jammed <laughs> Whatever that Whatever it takes, this thing rolling. I'm so out of here. Before, um, before her car breaks down, dude, I took two cuts because I was laughing so hard. Uh, the first cut was the guy in the radio that tells the the um, airwolf level bad joke. Uh, do you remember it? No, I don't. Oh, I'm glad here. Do you know why people with one leg have short lives? No, because they've already got one foot in the grave. <laughs> That's going. That's in, in the bad. That's column. going in the yep. bad column, just so you know. Right. But it, it reminded me of that. Uh, damn, that's two airwolf references in here. It reminded right. me of Dom's stupid joke. Um, and then right after that, they cut to a rap song, and the the chick driving that VW did not strike me as the type of lady that would be listening to rap music. She was like a preppy white business lady. 
uh, but the rap song was so stock, and I couldn't find. I looked in the credits to see if it was real. I couldn't find it, but I had to take a cut because it was so. It's so eighties rap. Here. Hello there, I'm the O U G in a friendly It's not. It's not quite. Now is this when she's being attacked by the cheater? Before this is right before her car breaks down. She's listening to the radio. Um, Like was it? um, What is the the song they're trying to sound? Sugar Hill Gang is what they're going. Sugar Hill Gang, yeah. And the chicken tastes like wood. They're they're going for that. (laughs) (laughs) But I wonder if they got like random black dude to say, "Hey, we kind of want something like the Sugar Hill Gang, but we don't want to pay for the rights to that. So if you could just kind of like." I got you. Yeah, maybe you just kind of make that for us real got quick. Got you covered. Yep. So I, I, exactly I kind of had fun with that, dude. Check the credits. Um, he wasn't in there, unfortunately. Did you Did you at least get the clip where they're like, she's not out of her mind. She's not crazy. She's being chased by a cheetah. <laughs> yeah, I did here. You don't poop out of your penis. You poop out of your butt. Is that is that the cut <laughs> you were looking for? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Made as much sense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that was something that, that they did in every, <laughs> in every portion of, of every animal kill in this movie started like this. Two people, right? And one would look down the street, there'd be three elephants right in front of them. They'd be like, it's an elephant. <laughs> then, then if it was a tiger, it's a tiger. So they had to exclaim verbally to somebody else the type of animal that was about to attack them. And uh, that, that was throughout the whole movie, man. I noticed it, it more never, the second watch than the first watch. It's a... Peacock. It's that sloth Doc was talking about. It was never that. <laughs> oh my god! It's the uh, what do they call those animals that you're always talking about? The um, liger, something manner. No, the, where they always peep their head over things and look. Oh, around. the meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a meerkat. It's a meerkat. He's just curious. Like if 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 I was hanging out with Aaron and uh and uh, an elephant walked into the studio and he said. Dude, it's an elephant. I'd turn and smack him on the cheek, like with my left hand, so it was weak, like a weak ass slap, just for saying something dumb. I'd left hand smack his cheek. <laughs> Dude, you can say it too. You know that, right? It's an elephant. I'm pretty sure from now on, every time we're around Aaron, he's gonna point out every animal there is in the vicinity. And we're but start- that's cool because while I'm at a shop, we'd be like, "There's a vagrant behind your dumpster pissing." <laughs> that's great, dude. Uh, there's a. Elder or a middle-aged woman with horrible tips. There's a panhandler at Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. There'll be a lot of neck chopping going on if that starts, dude. If we start Absolutely. narrating everything. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> this is weird because the inspector wants Rip to shoot the cheetah. And he's like, well, you're the cop. <laughs> why am I going to do that? <laughs> right. yeah. And then secondly, uh, why are you not prepared? Why is your pistol in the glove compartment? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, he was he was rifling for it like you're looking for your insurance, looking for his service weapon. <laughs> oh, that was great. I mean, if that was in my glove compartment, you'd have to be dealing with all the fast food napkins and expired insurance <laughs> cards to get to. All the corn dog sticks, with like a little bit of corn dog <laughs> on the bottom in the middle. <laughs> the old fr- French fries uh, and tater tots. The dirty. You know, yeah. every now and then. But anyway. <clears throat> Rip doesn't want to take the shot because he's afraid he'll shoot the hostage. Um, and I thought that was hilarious because I noticed that when he said that, they showed a shot of the cheetah, and it was like 25 feet behind the car and to the left of it. Right. So he, he could have shot that thing all day. Yeah. But I mean, anyway. His, his, that's, I guess, why he was likable in the film was he was pretty much the only one that was trying to figure out what was wrong with the animals and save the animals. He wasn't trying to just uh, neutralize the threat. He was constantly trying to tranquilize them or recapture them. Um, 
he was on the side knocked of off him. by them dude yes. i'm telling you man i leaned in my chair during that polar bear swipe like whoa that was close yeah can, can i ask you why the motorcyclist was driving so stupid <laughs> he was totally was dude and why he ran into a parked car yeah random franticness in the streets i don't know um Dude, I, I'm saying I, my back hurts now just watching that accident because yeah. that was very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, that motorcyclist ran into that car and flew onto the windshield, and his great stunt scorpion. Yep. So yeah, his um, head, his head and uh, like shoulder and chest area hits first, his face first into the windshield. That was a great absolutely. stunt, really cool. But then I'm gonna say that the girl who is being pursued by the cheetah does what every um, person who is in danger of being eaten by a predator. You cover both of your eyes with your hands and that, then you crash correct? into another innocent motorist. Right. You, you take the, you take the, um, the guy that wasn't going to die and make him die with you. Is that the way? You yeah. Mean? Because that's exactly what she did. She literally caused like an evil Knievel style, multiple vehicle mashup. Yeah. There was just people getting jacked up everywhere because she covered both of her eyes and ran into them all. Yeah. Cool scene though. I liked it. I liked this kill as well. <clears throat> she, she, uh, ran into a car at a, at an intersection and basically, it blew up instantly, just like they always do in these types of movies. Yeah, right? it was it wasn't like way overboard, uh, you know, commando level explosions. But yeah, they, once a car oh, wrecks, yeah. so. they t bone it, and then both cars exploded. Yeah, yeah. Non-C- you think the yeah. cheetah likes barbecue or? <laughs> Wait, so did the cheetah get tranquilized, or what happened to the cheetah? Nothing at all. Did they? Did that get resolved? Because I didn't. I didn't oh, understand. Because so- remember, the accident happens. Um, Rip rushes in to render aid, finds like the uh, driver of the one car completely engulfed in flames, right. gone. Yeah, um, that was a great effect too because that score suit had like his face was melting. Um, but he pulls the VW lady out of the car. She was burnt, and that up. was pretty cool too. She was burnt to yeah, shit, man. Yeah, it looked. She really was. Good. She was well done, and she was in shock too. You know, her eyes were all bugged out. It was pretty cool. Yep. And then that's when. Uh, apparently they dispatch even more cops and it's funny because they keep making fun of them because they're like, you guys can't find a couple of elephants in town. Right. <laughs> you do it for God's right. sakes. Yeah. He said they're lice. Or like they're not lice. They're elephants or some weird, uh, weird they're thing. Freaking yeah. And dude, they're literally walking all over town, just smashing walls down. They eventually, um, show up at the airport. But anyway, Susie is having a terrific time at the, uh, dance class. Um, with with uh, what was it? Tommy, Tommy, that kid's a weirdo. Tommy's monster from his black hole or something was it? <laughs> I got that cut here. I'm the monster from a galaxy's black hole. <laughs> That's a weird way to put it, isn't it? And I thought Susie was a weird one. A monster from Doc's black hole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Brown hole. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Then we get some uh, frenetic scenes of pilots being rejected as they land an airplane. Um, uh, what is happening? They here couldn't. Right they now? couldn't land because the elephants were on the tarmac. Right. But it's weird because then it cuts to they're they're, they're like going between the airplane. Now the airplane is where the girl was eating the chocolate bar. No, that was the subway. They're cutting, but the what's so they're name? cutting between Laura, all of this. Right, they're Laura like is on the that. subway going home, and that's that's another scene of an animal. Laura attack, is yeah. stuck on the subway. Correct. Um, whatever, dude. It's just all over the place. Elephants are attacking the air, airport. Um, the planes can't land. Um, 
I thought that was a pretty cool little plane model slamming off the runway and crashing right. into the power box. It was so, kind of neat. And then that that sets up the rest of the uh, the of the mayhem is because they can't land. They try to land. They end up running into you know a building or whatever, and it knocks out the power to the city. So now everything's dark. The power's out in the subway. The power's out in the ballet school. So the elephants now twice have knocked out the the city inadvertently. Right. The city's green. inadvertently. Right. And I guess uh, Prosperi's foot was actually stepped on by an elephant during all that. Oh, man, that's got to be crazy. Could you imagine wow, how brutal dude. that would yeah. feel? Wow. Like more than three cars standing on your foot? Jeez, dude. I hope they I didn't punish the elephant back. for that. I'm at Disney World with my mother-in-law, and she's got one of those little hover-round carts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sitting there, and she rolls up to me to say something, and she parks right on my foot. And I'm like, mother fucker <laughs> and buzz Lightyear looks over at me and gives me like a finger wag like no 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 and oh, i'm like nice. fucking parked on my foot you got checked by buzz lightyear <laughs> buzz lightyear's <laughs> like oh no not today friend it here's was a, funny here's it was, a disneyland i felt tip. terrible all the kids around i'm like mother <laughs> i'm gonna give you a disneyland tip me and aaron came up with this quite a while back right uh disneyland's notorious for uh when you're like on a bridge going into Fantasyland and there's a huge crowd of people some idiot family will stop mid bridge and like pull out their map to see where they're going. And, and everybody has to kind of like, now you're bumping into people and they're bumping yep. into you because people suck. So here's how you get around that. It's real easy. If you have a stroller, if you have your kid with you, you ram the front of the stroller into their Achilles tendon. When they stop, you just jam it yep. as hard as you can. And when they jump, like you're like, that. Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Because it's their fault for stopping. Um, and then they move on. So there's a tip from me to everybody listening. So I've got my 12 year old in a stroller um, how do I explain that? Yeah, see, I got little kids. I guess you could like kick them in the Achilles really hard, just and just say, like, "Oh, excuse me, like I didn't know this was a place where people stopped to check <laughs> like their a, map." This is Sparta front frontward kick. <laughs> yes, yes. Your sternum. Give them the Leonidas. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. No. Kick them right off that bridge in front of Fantasyland. <laughs> right there. Kick them right out. <laughs> but dude, how how shitty is that when people stop to like put on sunscreen or something in the huge crowd of people moving? I'm like, dude. Have some courtesy. What about the people from different cultures who don't understand the uh, the value oh, of personal space? You breathe all. Or you're in your line neck. and yeah. you can feel them like right behind you, like. Oh yeah, dude. And and it's a funny thing. Those people from those cultures usually also have um the the bo going on too, right? Like they're always right on top I've of you. I've noticed the that, but I've it. noticed that they definitely don't like it when your elbow goes into their gut. <laughs> as I try and like muscle my way back and right. give myself some space <laughs> to to make your personal bubble. <laughs> So anyway, um, with the power out at the dance academy, the kids for some reason now get contaminated water fed to them, which I'm going to be honest with you, dude. At first, I didn't put two and two together. Uh, here, here's an issue I had with that. I, I got what was going on there because there's a there's a tell scene where everybody goes to get water when the lights go out and they ask Susie and she says, no, no, I'll just have a Coke. And then they have the kids... Um, fighting over cups of water like it was candy. Like they're like, like it's the best water in the whole world. They're going crazy for it. But the thing is that water was actually out of a water cooler, bottled water on a water cooler. Just because it's from a water cooler doesn't mean it's bottled. That's true. Normally a water cooler is filled from a source that can fill it quickly. That's true, but you usually pay for some type of filtering on that as well. Like I wouldn't it, think it's It seems like water. they hadn't seen water in days. Yeah, it's like ice cream. It was like they were fighting for ice cream to get to this water cooler. They're like splashing it on each right. other's so face. Because they were because they focused in on that so much and and she was the only kid that didn't drink it and they had her drinking a soda. I kind of knew what was going on. I I I picked up on it real quick on that. I did not initially until what happened later happened. Okay, dude, 
I'm going to sidetrack real quick too here. Did you have any issue with that popcorn that the detective was eating? No, didn't even catch on to it. Nothing? Nothing. Okay, so you got to watch this a second time. I caught it the first time and it was glaring the second time. Uh, He's constantly holding this bag of popcorn and they focus on it. And Rip twice in the movie asks him, how can you eat at a time like this? And and he's like snacking on it and like, I'm just used to it. Um, And I thought for sure that would go somewhere that like an animal would attack him because of the popcorn. Or, or they would use the popcorn exactly, as a trail to eat somewhere. It, exactly. Um, it never happened. And they, dude, I'll send you, I took a screenshot of it, uh, as a matter of fact, because in case you didn't catch it, I wanted to show it to you. Um, they focus on the popcorn, like close-ups of the popcorn. And it never yeah, went it's anywhere. do Blood Feast too, man. Oh, boy. Okay, so here's the thing, though. And I've tried to bring this up on other shows, and I could never articulate it because I didn't do the research ahead of time. Um, do, yeah. you know, do you understand the, or have you heard before the, um, the principle of Chekhov's gun? No. Okay, so at first you would think it's a Star Trek reference, right, for Chekhov? It's not. So what I it is... I did think that. Right, it's not. I looked it up and I wrote it down so that I could properly say this, because I think we might be able to work this into part of the show. Like, we might be able to make a segment out of this long term. I am absolutely intrigued. What okay. is this? So Chekhov's gun is a dramatic principle that every element in a story must be necessary. Um, and, and a good example of that is if there's a pistol hanging on the wall in the first act then that pistol better get fired in the second act. Everything in there should be integral to the story and should be used or else it's non-necessary. And I think that's a really cool uh, principle. I think it's it, 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 like, a, let's think about Greasy Strangler or um, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, right? Everything in the scene, the magazines, the shit on the wall, everything added to the story. It all had something to do with the setting. It all added to the atmosphere. Um, and I think it's important in movies to have that. I think that really adds to the movie. It shows heart and it shows uh, depth. And in, th- in you're this thinking about the viewer, right? Right. And, and s- staging your shots and setting right. up um, the correct um, profile whenever you have a scene, so you get everything in it you need. Make everything there necessary. Make it all count. Make it mean something. Right? I, I'm going to say that Conjoin did that more than anything Conjoined. else. Uh, I think Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, dude, because I caught so much in the background of that one. Um, and I love Conjoin. Yeah, think about everything in, in Conjoined was absolutely necessary. There was no true, true. superfluous spending for stuff you didn't need. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's another If great there was example. a scene, there was a chair, a desk, and a computer, and all three were used. <laughs> Those three things were If there was, there was a dining room table, three chairs for the characters, and a salad, right. and all three were used. <laughs> right. No, you're right. It's another great example of that. But um, that popcorn right there is a perfect example that goes against that principle of it was brought up twice. It was focused on more than twice, sh- close-up shots of it, and was never used. There was never a reason for it. I didn't get payoff on that. And a couple times when we've done other movies, I'm like, dude, I needed payoff on blank. That's the principle I was actually trying to explain is the Chekhov's gun principle. This so, entire movie is a non-payoff. Th- it, that is true Be as well. Be prepared for that. <laughs> that is true as well. But I think it's a really cool thing, and I think maybe we can incorporate that somewhere with um, in the future shows. You know, okay. Or, or at Absolutely. least now we know what the term is, and we can kind of relate it to things. At, at the very That's cool. Extent. Chekhov's gun. Yep. Having nothing to do with Star Trek at all. N- nothing, right. But, you know, think about it. If you're at a Broadway play and they got a musket hanging on the wall behind the characters, you better hope that musket's going somewhere. If it somewhere. doesn't get used, I'm going to boo right. like crazy. Right, and that's what this popcorn was <laughs> for me. <laughs> the popcorn didn't go anywhere. It was a bummer, man. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, thank you for letting me sidetrack. I like that, man. We learned something. Trying to be professional. But then back in the stalled subway... A tiger terrorizes the passengers. And funny story, this is filmed in uh, Rome, Italy, and that tiger actually got loose. No and way. It, it hid, yeah, it got loose in the subway, um, hid in the bathroom, 
and all the employees had to wait until it was recaptured to go back to work. Totally awesome, dude. Totally cool. Could you imagine like how the animal trainers felt? Like, oh. listen, listen, Franco. We got a little situation down in the subway. Give us some time. Dude, I think we'll it's get. nothing like that. I picture sweat pouring off of them and scrambling everywhere. Don't come down here. Don't come down here. <laughs> like that type of thing going on. <laughs> like lock down every freaking yeah. exit to this place because I don't want anybody getting their head of ripped me. off by this right. tiger. But I thought it was really cool, too, because the shots of the tiger lurking around on top of the subway, they were kind of blurry, kind of, I don't know if it was intentionally, like, I don't know, out of focus, but it was very effective. And the uh, the guy who gets attacked in the subway was the actual trainer of the tiger. Oh, neat. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so he gets a little cameo. A cameo. He, he deserved it. Love, Absolutely. Right? Dude, the animal work in this, besides the um, brutality, but the actual animal work, the handling was uh, outstanding, I would say. So do you think there was a divide like between the animal trainers and the people who are the animal destroyers? <laughs> like Dude, I'm I here with my, so. my my pet tiger and we're gonna do a quick stunt. Oh get out of the way, fella. I got a hundred of my rats I'm about to burn alive. We're gonna we're gonna kill we're gonna let these rats kill this cat real quick before you bring in the elephant. Something like that. Yeah, before you bring in your uh, cougar that you lovingly raised from childbirth you know, from birth. That's tough, man. I mean, maybe there's uh, more cultural stuff going on there too, where animals is just a product, or that's a uh, you know a job type thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. a tough call. I, I will say though that a, a tiger on top of a subway car and your power's out and it's attacking people inside the car—that's nightmare fuel, yeah, man. That's terrifying. Cool. Yeah, absolutely, it's good because that thing would destroy you. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to say Laura and Chocolate Face, but not racist Chocolate Face. <laughs> not what you were thinking. The, the chick who has chocolate all over her face. Um, she saves her and they try to hide from the tiger. Um, that's when Rip and the inspector come to the subway and, um, <laughs> for some reason while Rip's at the subway, he's like, he calls up Weber, the lab guy and says, are there any new results? And that's when they figure it out. Um, they kind of, yeah, they don't get the full explanation, but they figure out something's in the water. And that's, did that's you realize though, he asked for. The lab results info or any new info info from the Pasteur. The Pasteur. Did you catch your No. Pasteur. No. Do you understand? Okay, so I watch movies with subtitles. Do you understand why the Pasteur would be so important? No. A Louis Pasteur developed oh. the rabies vaccination. Oh, yeah. we- so they actually thought um, that maybe it wasn't the PCP. They didn't know. Maybe they thought it was rabies. That's pretty cool, dude. Pretty smart. In July 6th of 1885, he administered the first dose to a nine-year-old boy who would have certainly died without it. Do you know what, what the boy was? They all say. Do you know what bit the boy? Was it like a bat or um, dog or something? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's probably like a raccoon or something. Yeah. But, um, and did you also know he was not a licensed physician when he did so? Nice. And he would have been prosecuted if that vaccine had failed. I'm guessing that some parental consent there of do whatever it takes to try to save him, right? Yeah, he's got rabies. He's probably going to die, but I got something. It might work. Give it a shot. It's uh, medical marijuana, so here we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, dude, the funniest part to me of that is after Rip saves the two, the lady and the uh, child, he's asked if she's okay, and she's like, I'm better now. And he's like, well, you better go fix your makeup. <laughs> I didn't get to that yet. Yeah. Um, but I thought the terror was palpable between those two, um, and that girl had a righteous scream, the little chocolate face girl. Yeah. That that being confined in a, sp- a dark place with a tiger is terrifying. Yeah, I did say, um, you're correct. 
he got just a little ahead of me. Oh, sorry, Rip man. makes a quick misogynistic joke about Laura okay. pushing up her I, I'm sorry for ruining that, dude. I just, oh, I like okay, it dude. so much. No, no, it's okay, because I fucking go into far too much detail. Anymore. No, no, because sometimes I don't know if if it's it's not important to the story, you know, you summarize. I noticed though when he know. said that, all the fellows were like shaking their head like, mm-hmm. <laughs> They all agreed, yeah. Freshen yeah. it up. If you're summarizing, I try to pick out some of the BS involved just to, to imp- for input, you know. But this is apparently when Rip secures um, Gladys the Tiger, and I guess that was her name, um, and that shit was banana crazy. Yep. Banana shit crazy, dude. Yep. yep. That animal could tear you apart. Yeah, they were nuts, dude. Moment. But anyway, um, that's when you get the polar bear busting right up into the dance school. Um, I don't understand what this means. Was there a, a mirror that he busted through or what? Uh, beats me. Whatever. Anyway, that's when... Um, That polar bear actually eats somebody first, right? I didn't think right off the bat. I thought they all ran from the polar bear and like got the but knives. But I put down the somebody. polar bear puppet ate somebody. Mm. He did shadow she puppets. Was, Were you talking about that? Not, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of weird man. that the polar bear was like walking around the gymnasium. Um, cool looking bear too, man. Super cool. But then Psycho Tommy starts picking up knives and handing them to all the kids. Right. And at this point, I thought Tommy was just preparing himself to protect, protect everybody from the animals. But then we find out he's also high on PCP. Right, right. Later, yeah. At this point, yeah, you don't know that. One of, the knife that he hands uh, Susie is like this huge cardboard, fake, like pirate's plastic knife you get out of a kid's uniform. It was so funny looking. Right. Non, non-metal. But... They chase them all up the stairs. The polar bear chases all the kids up there. Um, and that's when that's when you get some really depressing footage of like coyotes and wildcats attacking a fast farm for no reason. I fast forwarded that the second time around. I could barely watch it the first time. Like it was really tough for me to watch. And on the second viewing, I skipped right over it. I, I Dude, fast I put that was really depressing. Yep. Uh, they were attacking a cow and a pig. And it was, I was not a fan of that. And there was no reason for nope. any of it. Completely fast forwarded it. Um, not into it. Did not like it. But then Rip and Laura have discovered now definitively that there has been PCP administered into the water supply right. to the animals. <clears throat> um, it, Laura it, talks to somebody at Waterworks. You know, they, they actually, I, I took a cut of that because to me it sounded like a PCP commercial. Like they were almost pushing the product. Did you get that <laughs> oh, feel? No, I did not. Listen to this and tell me what you think, okay? What's that? PCP. Incredible. It's dynamite. It's a drug. They call it angel dust. Peace powder, zombie dust. Also jet fuel and busy bee. A thousandth of a gram of it is enough for a trip. Sounds wild. They add it to tobacco and smoke it. Yeah, you can smoke it, sniff it, shoot it, eat it, and drink it also. Does that does that sound like it's a commercial? The knees. Doesn't it sound like a commercial, dude? One out of ten people <laughs> prefer. PCP like one dude in the background animal. was like, "Did you hear the first guy? He's like dynamite, <laughs> dynamite. It's wild." It's like JJ Jimmy Walker back there, dynamite. <laughs> but when when they went on so long with it, it was almost um, it was almost like a plus. Like they were they were giving it like a sniff it. Here's all the things you can do with it. <laughs> I was like, "What the? Here's some cool names for salads. it: zombie you salad, can rub down buffalo ribs with it." <laughs> it's can... crazy. Jesus. Yeah, that was weird. I thought that was a weird, weirdly written scene. 
Then you get some weird ass shit with like cows stampeding down an urban street for some reason. Yeah, Were the, the cows, cows at the zoo, or no. was that just the water supply? Again? Okay, so the first time I watched that, I thought it was crazy cows in the water supply, but I figured it out the second time it's from the animals breaking into that um, slaughterhouse, the part that I fast forwarded. So they're trying to run away from all right. The- it, they were stampeding because once the animals got in there, they all broke out and were going down. But it took me two watches to catch that, so don't feel bad. It's funny because they did come into the mini mart, and I thought those were pretty funny. Yeah, you know, cows stampeding down the streets always great. Anyway, um, what happens next? Um, I think they start heading. Do they start heading towards the towards the ballet school now? Um, at this point, yeah. Like Inspector Braun, I think, says we need to get these samples over here and whatever. But at first, we need to. Okay, so they have a mission. But their side mission is to swing by the dance school and grab Susie real fast, right? Right. And when Braun was driving, he was doing that thing where he's like wildly swinging the wheel left and right, even though they're on a straight road. George Jefferson that I talked about. Oh, yeah, dude. He was killing that, which made me laugh. I thought that was pretty funny. But But when they get there, um, the polar bear is out on the ground. So Rip, dog whispers the polar bear. Bear whispers him. Laura heads into the school to find Susie. Wait, that's when Rip Um, almost gets his dome completely chopped off right there. Dude, I mean, inches, I inches dude, inches. So he leans over to the polar bear to like give it a shake, like a pet on the shoulder. Because what happened now is the, is the animals are coming down off the drugs. And I guess they had the munchies too because he kept feeding them like apples and stuff after the drugs were off. Yes. So he reaches down to kind of ruffle the polar bear's shoulder. And dude, I'm telling you, this guy, he's the most calm, cool, collected dude. I mean, he's not only acting, but he's acting, he's so confident around these animals that, uh, I mean, kudos, man. He, he was killing it for me. Um, but when he does that, the polar bear got startled and he swipes. He just reaches back and swipes. That dude slips that punch like like Roberto yep. Duran, bro. Like he, he does a little a little kickback, uh, like Mayweather, and that that paw comes within six inches of his face. I'd say he should be dead. That was that was a moment right there where they almost stopped production on this movie. Right? Like that was almost yep. a done deal. There's another movie that I've heard where people actually did get severely injured. Oh, Same type of situation. I'll have to research and bummer. let you know. I've probably sent you the trailer for it already. And, and I sh- we should mention, too, at this point, it's it's day. Like So as the dawn is happening, the animals are all coming off their high. And then it occurred to me, like, was this daughter at like an all-night ballet school? Did they just leave her there and assume she was cool? Because it's still nighttime when he was out there with the animal? No, it was, it was dawn, right when he goes out there with the polar bear. It was dawn. Okay. Because the sun started coming up and they gave kind of a happy, happy sound. And it was like, okay, it's over. Because that's the twist, right? Okay, the night's over. The animals are coming down off their high. Um, Let's go pick up the daughter, right? But wait, they're thirsty because it's in the water. (laughs) Fuck me. Like, how do you even, well, whatever. But okay. Bottle water, Evian. Yeah, I mean, if it's in the water, it's in the water. It would be well, city, whatever, dude. Go ahead. Like everybody. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's everybody eating pizza because there's water in the dough. Everybody, it, it, you know, vegetables that have been cleaned by it. Everybody. Picking that apart does nothing for this show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Laura heads into the school, which is eerily quiet until she steps on that fucking screaming puppet again. <laughs> so apparently we're supposed to believe that the only contaminated water was the zoo and the ballet school, right? Um, yes. Okay. Check. Got it. But then she enters taxidermy hell. Right. Because all the kids have gone into this area where there's stuffed animals everywhere. In a ballet school. In a ballet school. (laughs) 
<laughs> and they've they're acting quite insane. The all-night ballet school where none of the other kids' parents came to pick them up the day before, and I didn't understand the setting. Like, It's ballet school camp. Okay, sure. With terrifying taxidermy. Right, okay. Um, but anyway, they're all uttering nonsense. Um, they've got blank creeper faces. Um, we discover through a flashback, which I was quite startling. I didn't understand what was happening. A teacher or an instructor has been stabbed in the slowest murder I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, they, they made it at first as that she had been killed by the polar bear, one of the animals, but now the flashback is showing you that she didn't die from that. She actually died from the um, maniac. Crazy children. Tommy right. um, moseying on over to her <laughs> and slowly stabbing her belly with the knife because do- literally... It was ridiculous. I, I'm I'm a total nerd, especially when it comes to drugs and shit. I have, I have no clue on that. But uh, does PCP always turn you into like a homicidal maniac, or is there like no good trips on that? And yeah, I mean, like you would. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but I mean, you you would think like there are people out there that have used it that did not murder somebody. Right, and and again, if the, if it does turn everyone into homicidal maniacs, why aren't those kids killing each other in there? Like, how did they band together into like a group to of kill PCP, only the adults? <laughs> a group of PCP'd up Lord of I the Flies. I used and all I killed was respect. Responsible people. Right, right. So I was having a little trouble swallowing it. Like I, I actually like the idea of the twist of the kids. Like that, that whole thing. If it was done differently, might have worked real good for me. Like I was cool with it. Like if they had walked in and like Susie is fighting for her life. Yes, yes. Against everybody else because she drank a coke. Right, right. And they're all trying to get to her like zombies or something or like just something other than now they're like demon possessed murdering kids. Like, like it was creepy. And I get where they were going for, but I just, they didn't take the right path to get there, I don't think. Slowest, most avoidable murder ever. Yeah, you know what you could have done with that kid? You could have stiff-armed him. You could have put your head... You <laughs> you put your head. Like taking your ruler out and smacked his hand. Right. It was like... Uh, yeah, it was terrible. Great. And, and terrible. why weren't they killing Susie if she wasn't on yeah. PCP, right? Because she was... At, I don't know. She was pretending with her knife there or whatever. But that only works in zombie movies. Like, you can't pretend that you're PCP... To, uh, whatever. Sure you can. Okay, yeah, you can. I don't, I, you know what, I've, maybe you can. I don't know anything about drugs. So then um, Laura and Susie pull a quick rope-a-dope. They <laughs> trick everybody to think think uh, they're going to stick around. They lock the door. I thought the best shot of the movie was the knives of the kids slamming through the, uh, through the, particle, through the, yeah, through the particle, particle board door. That's kind of cool. It was really cool, really creepy. Yeah. Um, then the worst part of the movie was the quick teletype graphic letting us know that the threat is contained. The movie's over. Everybody's safe. Like a, fr- a freeze frame on them outside, of, like the door is getting hacked down. So you're thinking something cool is about to happen. They're hugging each other and crying like on the Rick other side of the door. Like comes up like terrified, like, no! Yeah. And then you get a freeze frame and the movie ends. And you get like, credits saying everything's okay now. The animals came down from their high. The kids were taken away and treated. Everybody's all right now. The threat is over. Never explained how or why the PCP was in the water. Never. I never even told us really like at the beginning that that's what was happening. <laughs> but no. Okay. Yeah, and that um, too many unanswered questions, man. Uh, for me, not a fun movie. Not not enjoyable for me to watch. I'm glad I watched it. I did watch it twice. You know, I went back in twice. I try like I, when I do these. Especially when I know I'm going to have some negative stuff to say, I try to think of it like, would I say this if I was sitting at a table with the dude that made the movie, right? Would I still say these things? Because I'm not here to be mean. Neither of us are, right? Um, And I think I would. I think I would tell the dude, like, bro, uh, 
why was the PCP there? Could you have given me some of that instead of um, the underage nudity? Like that would have been cool. Yeah. You know? There's there's other things. There's way more that I think the premise is there, dude. The the animals getting out of the zoo going crazy is there. Um, the, the exploitation of the animals not cool. I think I'd have had more fun with dudes in gorilla suits terrorizing people, jumping around at this point, you know. We'll never know. Maybe we, we can make our own and do it and right. see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I bet a big respect to the actors, big respect to the animal handlers. Um, the animals were beautiful. Like, there was definitely some some really, really cool stuff going on. Um, but overall, the tone I, I'm was saying not there. The tone was not there. The The ending was rather abrupt, unfulfilling. Yes. Um, I wanted really... I wanted a lot more to find out what happened with these characters right. that I've invested an hour and a half with. And uh, all I can say is at least the final image was strong. The knives coming through the door and her in sheer terror. Well, who do you root but, for in this movie? Do you root for the animals? Did you have anyone to root for? You root for the humans, dude. That they can save the animals and everybody's safe. I mean, I took the humans as kind of being um, crappy. Like most of them just wanted to kill the animals. Not all of them. I thought Rip and Laura were very other. Uh, other than Rip, no. yeah, Rip was your. Hey, he was the main right? star of the movie. Yeah. So, but I still for... didn't really like root for him. Like I didn't really have a. a... We didn't spend enough time with him to get yeah, to know him. Get, actually, exactly, so. man. And I, I couldn't really root for the animals because, like, if the trainers were abusing them and the animals revolt, right? You you root for the animals. Um, Absolutely. If the animals are going crazy and they're you know rabid. Maybe you root for the humans that are trying to get away, but I didn't have either in this, so it was kind of hard for me to really get behind anything in the movie, you know? Absolutely. If that makes sense. Yep. You got anything I, else? I get you. No, that's it, man. That's okay. the end of the movie. That's some bad news and some good news. All right, Doc, hit me. What's your uh, good The good news? news is the animal attacks were expertly staged and edited. They were brutal, horrifying, and my inner child was wincing in pain yes. because I kind of put myself in a situation like... I know how this effect was achieved, but my God, if I had seen that as a child, that would have terrified me. Yep. Mine is exactly the same. I thought that the animal attacks were great. Um, I'm not talking about the animals attacking each other. Those sucked. Uh, but the the aftermath, especially, specifically the rat scene, the attack, the aftermath, the way it Loads looked, I thought that was great. Best scene of the movie for me. Um, so I'm right there with you. I think that's, that's where this movie did shine. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Bad news? Uh, the animal cruelty is a thing of the past, and that's <laughs> for good. Yeah, uh, for good reason, dude. Now nowadays, if you saw anything like that, even like you're watching the mummy and they open up a crypt and the animal, like the the rats are flowing out and falling to their death, it's always CGI, right? Right. And I'm fine with that. Um, and the inappropriate nudity can go fuck itself. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I didn't even bring that up. I scratched. I had some comments on that at the end. I scratched them all out because I just didn't want to put any attention on it. <laughs> just forget about it. those. Are those jokes aren't even good? But um, my bad news. I, this is this was a tough one for me because I had a couple things that really stuck out as as me me not liking. But I'm gonna go with the um, the spinning zoom in and zoom out of the camera. That o- over time, especially in the second watch, was way overused, and it didn't. I didn't like the scene of of that um, that zoom in. It. It took me out of the movie almost because it was so jarring. Um, yeah. So overall, I can I'd see it, it was that. Yeah. Just tried to make the uh, action more frenetic, if you will. I guess you know now they do quick cuts, but this was more of a zoo, zoo, like it would constantly yeah. go way in and way out. The camera and, was part of the action, right. which is not cool. Right, right, good. Cool. Um, schlock star rating for me. I'm gonna give it three out of two. Should be deceased stuntmen because those dudes <laughs> totally, are dude. shit fucking Absolutely, crazy, dude. dude. Totally. Yeah, I agree <clears throat> with that. Um, I'm gonna give it. Minus one hall plus one oats because 
<laughs> Oates was there. Paul was missing. <laughs> right. Did you get a life lesson? I did. Ah, the zoo. Another destination that I can now place on the do not visit list. <laughs> Which totally. is an introvert. Introvert. That's okay with me. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You know me, man. I stay home when right. I can. Uh, yep. My, my life, lesson, life lesson learned is actually an audio clip this time. So here you go. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. There you go. <laughs> drugs are bad. So we both got a South Park cut out of this movie. That's there crazy. There we go, man. We don't even plan that shit. Not so. at all. No. Schlockernaut protocol requires a quiz off. May the best human moron win. All right, buddy. Hit me up. Dude, if you were the pilot of those airplanes, would you have just rammed the fucking shit out of those elephants off the runway? <laughs> I, I think there's an easier solution there. Uh, just you don't land. Like you, you say, hey, there's elephants on the runway. Uh, clear the runway. We've or, got to run into the power plant. <laughs> or taxi the plane for a minute. Uh, it's only three elephants. We could probably handle this uh, professionally. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So no. your answer is yes and no. Yeah, I would not hit the elephants uh, unless it was absolutely um, necessary. Okay, so if I don't hit these elephants, everybody dies. Oh, yeah, you got to hit sorry, the elephants. Sorry, elephants. No, no, yeah, sorry, elephants at that point. But it, the way the movie was set up, that dude could have just continued flying and solved a lot of the Plus, uh, they're in issues. Europe, so I'm sure there's plenty of other airports close by. Right, right. right. All right, man. Uh, did this movie feel more like 70s or 80s to you? Uh, 70s. Me too. I got the total 70s feel. Um, yep. Did not feel like 80s at all. Cool. All right. Um, can you think of a more horrific setting to douse with PCP water? <laughs> uh, let me think. Let's see. So a zoo is a pretty great place for that, man. Get them all PCP'd up. PCP water. How about uh, one of those um, like big sporting events like in, with 80,000 people in, in one like shot big show? dome? Ah, uh, shot show <laughs> would not be a great place for it either. That's... Well, that's all stuff has to be... The firing pins have to be taken out and there's no ammo allowed. What about an insane asylum? Uh, that's a bad one. Military installation? Probably not great. Prison. Prison would be horrific. Maybe that's probably the worst one. They're kind of contained already. I'm thinking a, a big sporting event full of wackos that uh, they just stream out. But they get the big out. guys that are the size of uh, elephants knocking down the power. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to back that answer up with this. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. All right. That's my, Thank you. That's my answer. I like that. The okay. official theme of the show. Okay. Is there any chance at all that no animals were harmed during the making of this film? Every animal was right. harmed for fucking God's sake, yeah. Did you look for the disclaimer at the end? There, No, I did not, but there probably was not. I, I, I did. I watched all the way through the credits, and there was not there. Because <laughs> if it was there, I was going to call a serious BS yeah. on that. You know? <laughs> no, I saw it happen. Well, You're lying. <laughs> they are lying. Yeah, good. Oh, no, it's going to the bad column. <laughs> um, what did the elephant say to the naked man? Uh, what? How do you breathe through something so small? <laughs> That's not bad, dude. That's <laughs> hey, and you snuck in a wiener joke. We almost had none in this. No. Good job, man. You're welcome. I think we're still uh, 42 for 42 on wiener jokes, right? And during yeah, shows. Nice. Throw some. All right. All right. Um, what, what's your favorite wild animal or zoo animal, but non, non-domesticated? Um, giraffes, because they're hilarious. Giraffes? I don't like the... What do you like? They always the, chew their cud, and they're like... Hmm. I have it on good authority that you were a big fan of the trouser snake, but I'll take giraffe as a as a close second. <laughs> two wiener jokes. We there came we through at the end with the wiener jokes, dude. We did it. <laughs> All right, mine's an elephant, by the way. I really like elephants. Yeah, I even have a I have a whole bunch of um, elephant statues that I got for Michael before he was born. I put in his room, so he's got like ten elephants in there. He's probably like Dumbo sucks. Yeah, elephants are whack. 
I like, you know, I like them because they stick together. They're like family oriented. Like they, they all like live the whole lives in the same pack and help each other out and shit. I think they're, they're cool. Super awesome, man. Okay. Would you rather? Would you rather be mauled by a lion or attacked underwater by a shark? Holy shit. We almost have the same question, bro. Okay. Um, I'm going to go shark on this because I've uh, watched some videos on how you're supposed to properly smack them in the eye and the nose to get them away from you. Man, I can't okay. swim for shit, though, man. Yeah, That's I'd be dead call. in seconds, yeah. so it doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter. So, uh, here, dude, we're in sync again, dude. Would you rather fight a tiger or a bear? <sighs> damn, we got the same damn question twice I'm gonna in a row. I'm going to say tiger. Man. Really? Yeah, I mean, dude, bears just fucking like lay on top of you and kill you. At least a tiger will rip your face off, cut your throat, and you're done. I kind of felt like I'd go bear on that because the tigers are so fast with the claws and a bear, you might be able to juke a little bit. I just bit. want to die quickly. <laughs> so you want to get it over, get it over. It's not going to be good for either one of us. So. You don't think you can get a, a bear in like a, a rear naked choke? Like <laughs> choke him out <laughs> no. or something? Have you seen the revenant, right? I mean, dude, it's <laughs> not happening. You're right. Okay. Good Good job, man. We came up with the same stuff. All right. Schlock okay. or not? See if we can, let's see if we can I'm gonna tie say this in this a bow. Is, 110% animal cruelty 80s exploitation schlock. Nice. We finally got a bunch in a row that are the same, man. Good stuff. There we go. I What'd you say? Same thing. I agree. 100%. Uh, cool. Did you get a doc flick pick? I'm going to say this is easy. Can you even guess what I what my flick pick will be? Is it animal related? Yes. Alfred Hitchcock. The birds? The effects are dated. Um, this is still an enjoyable piece of horror film history. It's a must watch dude. And what's also funny about it is apparently Tippi Hedren was so exhausted from the filming of this movie that she was actually hospitalized. No way. Wow. They tortured her nonstop making this movie. So. Crazy dude. Uh, yeah, I haven't cool. seen it in a long time. I, I have to revisit that. <clears throat> you can make fun of me if you want on this one, but I'm going to stick by it. Okay. A Power Rangers movie, right? No, nope. <laughs> you can still make fun of me though. I don't care. Uh, I watched with Michael last week, 1982's Annie. It's streaming on Netflix. Albert Finney, Carol Burnett, who's one of my all-time favorite female comedians. Carol Burnett, to me, is awesome. I just I think she's hilarious. Uh, Tim Curry, Bernadette Peters is another one of my favorite actresses, uh, especially from that time period. Um, it's a musical, obviously, which I'm usually not a fan of. I really like this movie. I thought it was funny as shit, and uh, Michael even enjoyed it. So if you haven't seen Annie, I think everybody has. 1982, streaming on Netflix. Good or bad for you? Do you like it? you hate it? I do enjoy Annie. Okay, cool. So you it's a hard to... knock life for us. Yeah, man. It's fun stuff. Dude, cool. Carol, Carol Burnett is drunk Miss Hannigan is top-notch comedy, dude. She's killing it. Carol Burnett is a classic. Yes, yeah, she is. Dude. She's awesome. Okay, so in light of the fact that my wife will be having a baby anytime now, maybe even tonight, she's been having cramps already, um, we're going to sneak in a boob tube episode so we can kind of pre-record it and have it ready to go. So hopefully okay. we'll have this done quick and we, there won't be a gap in shows. Doing? We're going to go to 1986 for the season finale of Knight Rider. Uh, it's season <clears throat> four, episode 22. Boob tube episode. Boob tube. Title is Voodoo Night. And dude, it's streaming on NBC.com. So you could, anybody can get this completely for free. NBC.com, Knight Rider. Go to the last one, season four, episode 22. And if I remember correctly... Uh, it's the one where there's a voodoo priestess that's like turning um, guys into zombies to rob artifacts out of a museum. It's literally the last Night Rider ever aired. Episode and it ever. Totally it jumped crap. the shark. It yeah. had already jumped the shark. Right. So cool. It was totally crap, dude. So um, I didn't have a mission statement. So if you want to do some thanks, I'll uh, play us out. Are we going to talk about where people can call us to give us those? Uh, sure. If you want to call in, you can call the Schlock line. That's 209-STEVE-52.
I would definitely appreciate it if everybody went to iTunes and gave us a five star and, and reviewed us. <laughs> nice. Bringing that back, dude? Dude, we have to, man. It's been stagnant for That's so true. long. Yeah. And these other guys who had just started, they're getting more reviews. And, uh, Boo. And, uh, yeah, it sucks. Help us out here, man. Come on. Come on. Uh, I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, our constant listeners, and Twitter friends at Viola Strange, at Bad Movie Bible, and at Kung Fu Drive-In. And I want to thank you, Steve, and Aaron at The Ghost Tattoo. Nice. I like that. Um, I should start doing some shout-outs for Facebook people, too, huh? Uh, Absolutely. Let me, let me pull one. I think the last person that commented was a guy named Luke. I'll give his last initial is D. Uh, nice Thank message you, about, I think it was on Blood Diner. He had said he would have never watched that movie if we didn't cover it, and he's glad he did. So, uh, Awesome, man. Good for you. Uh, Clayton, Clay, our buddy Clayton sent us a nice email saying he's listening to the show. That was nice. Um, Super cool. Thanks, everybody, man. We've been having, last month was our highest downloaded month ever, so we're uh, we're climbing, man. We're doing great, and I, I couldn't be happier. So thank you, everybody, for listening and downloading the show. It's great. No babies are going to get in, way, in the way of this show, for sure. That's right. <laughs> show before <laughs> family is what I always say. Um, so if you want to support the show, you want to be cool, uh, the best way to do that is uh, to support us on Patreon, where you can support us for as little as $1. Um, if you get a little value out of the show and you want to give a little value back, all that money goes strictly to the show. It goes to our equipment and to our running costs. We don't take any of it. Um, Every little bit counts. You can find that all at our website, steve52.com. Links to Facebook, links to Twitter, links to the T-shirts. Uh, Patreon's there. The video's coming down as soon as I can make a new one. So if you want to see a horrible, horrible video, uh, it's still up. Um, what else do we got? That's it. I already gave the telephone number. Dude, that was a fun one, Doc. We turned a movie that I did not have fun with into a show that I had a ton of fun with. Good Steve, job. Steve, I will see you next episode. See you soon, bud. See you. Slock or not slock or not is it slock or not slock or not is or not is or not is or not is slock or not slock or not is it slock not that slock or not not slock not slock 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 the music was terrible. Did you remember didn't, the music? It was the sax. No, no attention, dude. The no. saxophone's like, that's good, dude. It was terrible.